Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, D-Lo. Number one spot, be a number one spot for some sports, huh? Got the city going crazy when we work, huh? We top two, but we ain't two, we in first, huh? And when you need the real, we is who you search, huh? D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, we your number one spot. We in here, baby, it's Friday. Come on, man, let them Come on, man, one more What's all the way good? Welcome into the Friday, March 1st edition. March 1st. Of D-Lo and Casey. Remember, even though it's March 1st, black history is 365 days a year. Don't ever forget that. As is women's history, because yes, I believe indeed. that's what they celebrate today. You could celebrate that uh, every day, or I should say that's what they celebrate here in March. Uh, we're happy that you're here with us, man. We got a loaded show for you. Uh, Kyle Matson's going to be with us uh, in a couple of minutes. Chris Biederman will be with us. Will Z, James Ham. Mm. Uh, we got Kings and Timberwolves tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about everything that happened uh, in the association last night. Uh, I'll say this: I'm going to choose my words carefully because I'm a professional. 
Draymond Green is a jackass. Mm. Uh, Bonte is our dude. Uh, he stay our dude. And Draymond is everything I've ever said he is publicly. And Draymond is everything I've ever said he is privately. Mm. He is the most insecure little man that ever existed. His feelings were hurt because Bonte didn't praise his ass the way he didn't enable his ass the way the rest of these Golden State Warriors do, the way that Steve Kerr has, the way that Steph Curry has, the way that uh, uh, Joe Lacob and Bob Myers and the way that the rest of those guys have. They di- he didn't coddle him and he didn't uh, uh, enable him the same way the rest of them those dudes did. When he was suspended, the flagship radio station – that covers that basketball team, covered that man fairly. Never called him outside of his name, never said anything childish about him, said his act is old and it's tired. Mm -hmm. And clearly, by Draymond's interaction with Bonte last night, he was in his feelings over that. Because for 10 or 11 years, however long the dude's been in the league, he's been enabled. And this is what happens when someone doesn't fall in line with everybody else. When someone speaks the truth. That's what Bonte did. He spoke the truth about Draymond Green's behavior. And Draymond's in his feelings about it. And all that little clip, what Draymond Green did to me last night, was prove he is every bit as insecure as I said he is. He latches himself onto Steph Curry. He latches himself onto LeBron James because he is insecure with who he is as a basketball player, insecure with who he is as a man. He begs for Hall of Fame candidacies, and he votes, and he begs for all of this stuff publicly. He gives 45-minute answers when a second answer would do because he coddle his, his, his boss, Colin Cowherd, at the other network that he does. He thinks no media. He's not. He's secure, and he's played. He's every insecure professional athlete in history. He's just been more enabled than everybody else. Shout out to our brother Bonte. Bro, you had it at, you handled it like a pro. Mm-hmm. You got a job at NBC California that is completely separate from your job at 95-7 the game. You handled that like a pro. Bonte, salute. Yeah, man. Draymond, kiss my ass. So, salute. Same thing. I'm a salute to my man Bonte Hill, man. He handled that like a pro. Um, handled it with class. Draymond Green, that was a joke. That was embarrassing. This guy, everything like you just laid out, he's a master manipulator. And he he's he's the the master of if you don't fall in line to praise him, then he's got a problem with you. Talk about it. And I say that also saying, Who the hell are you, Draymond Green? Who are you? Like, like I, I don't I don't I don't mean to disrespect the man's career and what he's achieved in his career and all this other stuff. But we got to call a spade a spade. I know he's not going to like that, but we got to call a spade a spade. You were carried for all of those championships. You're being carried right now. Nobody, nobody in the history of the game grows up wanting to be Draymond Green. They want to be Steph Curry. They want to be Klay Thompson. They want to be Kevin Durant. Nobody's thinking about being Draymond Green. Now, when you you have Draymond Greens on your on your team, it really does help. It helps out. I'm not disputing that at all. But everybody that ends up being a Draymond Green is because they're not talented enough to be Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry. So to survive, 
they do what they have to do. And that's what Draymond Green has done. He's not talented enough to be the top flight guy on a team. So he had to attach himself to all these guys on his team. And then, like I said, when you talk about a master manipulator, the way he's attached himself to certain guys around the league, i.e. LeBron James, and he rides his coattails, and he try he tries to be like LeBron's best friend, but LeBron's like, you're not my best friend. Like, we're cool. Like, we're good. You can come hang out, but don't make it like you're my best friend because you're not. You try to be my best friend. I don't know what you got going on, but you're not LeBron's best friend. And like I said, the people in the media, the Marcus Thompsons, the Anthony Slaters, the Tim Kawakamis, all these guys, he continues to always try to be a master manipulator. Master manipulator. I won't fall for it. I don't buy into all that stuff. I think the way he behaves is clown behavior more times than not. And he showed his ass last night. Like you talk about being insecure and 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 not being able to take criticism. Like I started saying, who the hell are you not to be able to take criticism for something you did? Mm. You're the one that got suspended. You're the one that kept punching people and choking people. Nobody, nobody made you do that. Nobody did anything unjust to you. If you wouldn't have behaved like a jackass, we wouldn't be talking about any of this. Bonte and everybody else wouldn't have anything to say if you would behave like a normal human being. But because you don't, because you're an unhinged individual who's not in control of their emotions, people have to talk about this, and you want to act above being criticized and being, and being uh, talked about as if you're, you're hurting your team? You want to act above that? Draymond Green... <laughs> Once that Steph Curry, no, nobody really is above that. But Steph Curry, maybe you could say he's above that. Kevin Durant, maybe you could say. Clay Thompson is struggling this year. He deserves a, a pass for everything he's done in his career. Draymond Green is acting like he's above criticism, bro. You're just an average player. That that's like that's like uh that's like Smush Parker acting like he's above being being criticized or talked about. Bro, you're you're a nondescript player in this league. <laughs> you're a nondescript player. You're not one of them superstars. You do not get that kind of caveat. So if you do something stupid like you've been doing for the past seven years of your career, yes, we're going to talk about it. Yes, you deserve to get criticized. This is what happens when you enable somebody for so long. Uh, and I made the mistake, this is me because I'm not a professional. Uh, I assumed everybody knows what we're talking about. Uh, for those that don't, here's Draymond Green with the crew over at NBC Sports Bay Area, led by our man Bonte Hill, uh, of course, who hosts the morning roast at 95.7 The Game uh, in San Francisco uh, following the game against the New York Knicks. Jesse, let's run this real quick. Welcome to Toyota Warriors Post Game Live. Jesse, Bonte here. And first of all, let's, start about, let's talk about MSG. Bonte, what is it like? I'm shocked you're talking to me. The way you was talking about me when I got suspended, I am very shocked you're talking to me. Really? Oh really? Yeah, really? Yeah, go ahead, though. Uh, yeah, go I, ahead. Hey, tell, tell me about Planet MSG. You guys go there once a year. There's a lot of Warrior fans out there. Uh, describe the energy out there at MSG. It's always fun, Gary. 
garbage. Cut this idiot off, man. Dude is trash. Dude is trash. I'm very surprised you're talking to me. See, this is why Bonte is a professional, because I would have said, bro, I didn't have the choice. I didn't ask for you. If Steph's available, have hand the headphones to Steph. He hit three threes to start the game. You hand it to Pods. You're there. Give it to give it to D'Lo's man Pods. Give it to him. You they they gave us you look, I didn't ask to speak with you. That's why Bonte's a professional. That's why Bonte's on TV. And that's why I'm always gonna be here. Because I would have popped off. I don't want to talk to you, bro. I think you're ass. But I don't have a choice because this is NBC Sports Bay Area. So you want to talk about MSG or you want to be a jackass? Clearly he wanted to be a jackass. And again, salute to Bonte. Handled it perfectly. H- handled it perfectly. And Russell Hunt. And, and I know Russell probably doesn't mean anything by this, but this is the problem. He says, who's more of a jackass, Draymond Green or Aaron Rodgers? And I say I say to this, that's, that's the wrong category to even mention Draymond Green. And Aaron Rodgers, for whatever you feel about him, is one of the great players in the history of the NFL. He's one of the great players in the history of sports, in modern sports. So him being a jackass, yes, he's a jackass. But th- that's like saying who- who's a a, a bigger jackass, um, uh, Grayson Allen or Aaron Rodgers. They're they're not the same. Oh, I got one. They're never even going to be close to the same. Who's a bigger jackass, Draymond Green or Hassan Whiteside? <laughs> yes, that's a little bit more where that's we need a to be. Shot at. at Hassan Whiteside. He ain't yeah, that, no that, like that. That's the that's the whole thing. But see, that's the problem. Draymond thinks he's Aaron Rodgers. Bro, no, you're Pat Bev. You're Pat Bev. You're lucky somebody wants to to hear what you got to say after a game. Most people don't, just for the record. That that's the problem. Aaron, talking about the like when we talk about jackasses and 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 greats, we're talking like Favre and Rodgers, right? Like that. That's what we're talking like on that level. Like those are great, all time great players who are jackasses. There's a, players like Draymond Green who are who are average players. And there are jackasses. Those come a dime a dozen. You see those guys. You see those guys once a year in sports. Every a new one pops up. And like what Jay Z say, every day a star is born. He, he's like, no, no, no. But that's the problem. He thinks he's Aaron Rodgers. No, you're not, bro. You're not. You're an average ass player at best. At best. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, that's how we were going to start. That's always how we were going to start. But. Uh, more importantly to what we're going to do today, uh, Sacramento Kings take on the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Warriors get a win last night. They're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Lakers get a win last night. Suns get a win last night. Mm. We'll talk about what that means for the Western Conference. Night. It was not a good it's night a at all. Night. Absolutely not a good night at all, and it could get worse tonight. Uh, we'll talk to our man Kyle Matson here when dealing with Casey return on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. 
Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Kyle will be in in a second. That's what I was told. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, shout out Roddy. Other people getting strays. Too. What Roddy do? No, Roddy just ignored somebody. What? Somebody else in the chat got a stray. I didn't go. I ain't gonna say it, man. We we've had a long week with those Oh, I saw that message too. I don't know what he's with the message pretending to, but I saw that. Well, wait a minute. I didn't see it. It's just context, like you know, like we don't have to say, you know. Do I know? You always know. Y'all send it in. Benny, the group? Benny was out here, man. <laughs> I'll send it in a group chat. I'll send it in a group chat. Damn it, Roddy. <laughs> well, no, Roddy didn't do anything. Roddy oh. was just like, oh, no. <laughs> People out here catching strays. <laughs> and it, it oh, was stray. I see it. All right. All right. <laughs> Settle down. Everybody relax. <laughs> it was a stray. Like, Roddy, just move on. All right, Roddy, enough. We need, we need a Friday vibe, Friday vibe I, this up a little bit. I, 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 I didn't even step in the building yet before the chat had gotten on my nerves. <laughs> if anybody could find Aldrin J, God damn it, send him back to the YouTube stream. Damn, that's crazy, bruh. Kyle Matson's here. Come on, man. Don't be doing that to Aldrin. Hi, Kyle. Kyle in the house. I like that uh, that crew neck, bruh. Thanks, man. What is, what is that? I don't want to say. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's uh, <laughs> the K-pop group I really like. This is their production group. They make all their own music, and the three kids that make the music mm. uh, make did this. Are those uh, say the three guys? That's straight. Are the are the um, adults? What's what's the name of the, of the K-pop? They're like the most. I don't know if they still are, but BT- uh, yeah, they're like the most yeah. famous group in the world. They're that's K-pop. Yes. Okay. This is not. BTS. Are they still the most famous group in the world? Or are they kind of uh, probably? Down but a little bit? the they've got a bunch of guys in the right now because there's mandatory military service mm-hmm. in Korea, so they've had their group. A bunch of them have gone solo as into the military and gotcha. go through gotcha. that. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know any of their songs, but I I know that you do. You've heard a couple of them on the radio. What radio? <laughs> oh, I guess so. Huh? <laughs> not not my right. radio. Exactly. Not your radio. <laughs> Never mind. I haven't ever heard them either because I only listen to one hundred two five. Thank you. That was good. No, that ESPN was good. Thirteen twenty. That was good. Well, that was good. I mean, I, even if, I yeah. Noon I to seven. Noon to seven. I'm just um all D'Lo and Casey all the time. <laughs> uh, the only reason I really know them though is because they were on. New Year's Rock and Eve, ah, yeah. like a couple years ago. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Scale from one to ten, how worried are you about the Kings? Uh, do, what do you mean by worried? Like that, they, that they're going to miss the playoffs? No. Well, yeah, that they'll miss the playoffs through the play-in. Like, I don't think they're falling to 11th. No, no, that no. Is I don't, that is a catastrophic Yeah, the top 10's about set. The top 10 is set. Not only do I, do I think the Kings wouldn't lose that many games, the Jazz are going the wrong way. Yeah. Houston's going yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're about so, a week uh, away so, so they so worry that they 
are in the plane and losing the plane. Yeah, worried. Worried. And I guess plans are probably pretty close to fifty fifty. So worried that this this season is going to turn into a because I, I I think I know I know people. Oh, I, I think most people losing in the first round. You know, unless there's some crazy context to it where they're playing mm. uh, Minnesota, but you know, Rudy, Ant Man, and and Carl Anthony Towns get kidnapped. And you're playing some other version of the Timberwolf, and you lose to that team. Well, okay, well that, that, that's a problem. Mm. Other than that, like I feel like, all right, the, the Kings losing the first round, that 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 sucks. You losing the first round series. I do think missing the playoffs, especially with the uh, the concerns over that draft pick, like everything yeah. that, that that hangs on that draft pick, yeah. I do think that's going to leave a lot of Kings fans really, really deflated headed into the offseason. Yeah, well, because if you miss the playoffs, now you're rethinking your roster mm-hmm. in basically outside of Domas and Fox and, and Keegan, and you're rethinking everything. And you don't have any means, you don't have any real means, and I'll let James explain later, but basically if they miss the playoffs, they don't have the means to make substantial moves because of their draft picks still being tied up in the future. Yeah. So I, that that's why that's such a concern. But I'm at like a like a like a three can right I add now in terms three. of concern. Nice. Can I add one one thing to that real quick? Four. Um, five. Maybe five. Oh my. That escalated quickly. Yeah. Keep going. No, I was just gonna wait to see if you were gonna just <laughs> add more. Six. Okay. Oh, that's, good. that's good. That's good. Um, what if you talk about rethinking the whole roster? Mm-hmm. What if in this scenario that we're talking about, they get there by finishing with 47 wins? That's one less than last year. Mm-hmm. So they basically did exactly the same, except the conference was different. Well, right. The conference is more along the lines of what the conference normally looks like. Mm. 48 wins in twenty. Let's see, last year was 23, which means the year before that was 22. So in 22, thank you, 48 wins would have tied you for the sixth seed with Denver. Okay. Like, so so 47 wins being the play, like that that basically means two years in a row they were a fringe playoff team. And that to me says at that point you have to tweak your roster in, in, a, in a more significant way than adding Chris Duarte and JaVale McGee, you know? So um, I don't think the amount of wins is necessarily the problem. It's does this formula with these players work? Hmm. And that may be no, that may be a no, question no, for them. No disagreement. That may be a question for them, regardless of what what happens in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I, I definitely think it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's time to figure out where, regardless of what happens, mm-hmm. where you can improve. Yeah, you know, I I don't think I don't think that this group is coming back regardless of what happened. Like, and what I mean by that is this group coming back, they say they get into the playoffs, they win a first-round series, mm-hmm. get to the second round. I still think you're looking at this roster like, all right, how do we, how do we get better? That, Where, what position yeah. and may, major position, I'm talking about one of the starters, mm-hmm. what position do we need to upgrade or change to mm-hmm. get better? So, um, yeah. I think it's really clear. I think it's very, very clear, too. I And that's – that's a, I don't I think it's pretty black and white kind of how this needs to go. What well, it's I I agree and it's also it's your only move. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. well, you could I didn't mean to interrupt you. You can say no, what you were thinking was black and white. No, they're just you know who on this team is is capable of being on a championship roster and you know who's not. 
at least in my in my mind, having having the current roles that they have on a on a championship roster anyway. You want to say you want to name? name. I don't think Kevin Herter is a starter on a championship team. It's a starter who who has as, as substantial of a role as he does. I also think the same thing about Harrison Barnes. I think Mike feels. Uh, I think Mike feels that way about Kevin. I don't think he feels that way about Harrison. Can you tilt your camera a little bit? It's just mm, I really like how it, it is. It really, crazy. it's artistic. I, just, I need more Kyle <laughs> Matson, and, and it looks like you're hitting the gangsta lean. You can <laughs> turn. That, you can keep that. that no, you can, cues got me feeling. You can hit today. the lean. No, as you should. If you just turn your monitor that way, you could you could hit <laughs> the lean pretty tough. There we go. Yeah, oh, I feel good. Yeah, oh, I feel yeah, good about this. Yeah, yeah. You Have look I good. tested out the the Collinsworth slide in on this pause on this uh, on this program? No, <laughs> wave it off. Wave it off. They're gonna. Uh, they're gonna uh, no, you, if you just you like slide in. Just introduce me. Like no, that's good, ladies and gentlemen from uh, the Insiders as well as Candlestick Chronicles uh, and NinersWire.com, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Matson. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's very good. You like that? See, okay, but I'm I'm gonna. My, my partner, I got it. That's not how it, how the setup goes. Oh, I'm sorry. It goes more like oh, this. So, okay. so come come back. No, this come is back. good. This is great. I'm yeah. sure ESPN <laughs> great radio. And Odyssey. I know they're enjoying this. This <laughs> is good. Then you you've got a Kings team tonight, Kyle, that is playing a Timberwolves team that is really looking to sew up that one seed. Well, thanks, Kenny. You and you, and you talk about this Timberwolves team now. Now Anthony Edwards. Now here's a guy. This show has just turned into a circus of impressions. Like I, I don't know, I don't know. Have when, I done my Have I done my Mitch in New Jersey for you guys yet? Oh please! No. But shout out, Mitch. Shout out, Drew Down. He sent me a clip. What Mitch was on with our man JD. <laughs> they let him back on. John Dickinson in, in right, the Warriors post game. Here we go. They let him back on. I actually have audio of that call. Oh, I, I need to hear it. I, I, I want to hear it whenever Mitch okay, calls. No, I'm ready for this. I have yeah. audio of that call yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, hey, JD. It's Mitch in New Jersey. Yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about the Warriors. I think uh, I think that 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 Brian that Brian Panomsky guy. I I think he's he's going to be a pretty good player. And I think if if maybe if if you send if if Steve Curry one day <laughs> wants to wants to retire, I think I think Brandon I, I think Brian Panomsky could 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 be the next Steph Curry. <laughs> How's retirement treating you, Mitch? Oh, retire, you know, retire, retirement is going okay. Uh, I, I get to wa- I get to watch a lot of, a lot of Kings. I like that DeAndre. Bro, I like that DeAndre Fox. That's really good. <laughs> that's really really good. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> shout out to our man Mitch in New Jersey. Yeah, man. Shout out Mitch in New Jersey, aka Tarzana Mitch. Tarzana no, I'm not gonna Mitch, say his name, but I'll tell you his, his initials. <laughs> OJ. 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 OJ S. OJ S. Mitch, call today. <laughs> oh, we'd love to hear from Mitch today. That's 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 good. That's a winner. If, if he's even listening to us, we don't know if he's. I, we, we don't never, know. We're never, we think bro, he just kind of okay, calls. So, we're never quite clear so if Mitch actually listens to the show. So at my, I was at the station at, when I was in the minors here, right? <laughs> <clears throat> Mitch would call the show. I was like, wow, this guy must love Sacramento. He's <laughs> dialed in from New Jersey. He just loves his Kings. And then I went to 95.7. <laughs> and I get there, pick up the phone. Yeah, it's Mitch in New Jersey. What? M- Mitch in New Jersey? You do this too? Are you following? And somebody's like, oh, he's he can't come on our station. Oh. He doesn't, he's not allowed. L. That is not allowed. Oh, L. Man. I was like, I was like, massive L. I was like, I was like, all right, you got it. And I guess that's the rule then, but that's kind of wild of it. And then I come here. And I'm sitting in that studio one day doing my <laughs> shoot, doing my work after the show, and Jesse picks up and he goes, 
Eleven. Uh, uh, whoa! Whoa! Uh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was just talking about it. Uh, he goes. He goes. He goes. ESPN thirteen twenty. Uh, I did that on my show one day. On my show, no, answering the fine. phone. Brutal. Fine. No, it happens. I was um, listening. Actually, it was wonderful. God, dude. Um. So I. I he Jesse picks up the phone and he goes thirteen twenty. Yeah. Hey, Mitch. What do you want to talk about? All right. I go. Is that Mitch in New Jersey? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he calls all the time. It's like, what? <laughs> Just gets, Mitch gets around. Mitch is a love Hall Mitch. of Famer. I love Mitch. Here in right. Northern California, and he lives Apparently. in New Jersey. I'm a big Mitch guy. He, it's not really the minor leagues over there either. It's more like the AAFL. More like that. Damn. The Alliance of American Damn. Yeah. Football. Is that yeah. even in existence anymore? No. Oh. TikTok. <laughs> no, that's not. Oh, no. wow. 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 Don't do that. Wow. Don't do that. That's crazy. Goodness. Once again, okay. we got people we know and love over there. <laughs> yeah, we do. Love them. Like them. <laughs> like them. Tolerate them. There's varying degrees of love. And he knows who he is. He's listening right now. He's going to he send us a tweet is. in like I, two seconds. Like, a thousand percent. I, I, got, I got love for everybody over there. Just keep it a stack. I get along with everybody. See him, see some see of them going to make me uh, tweet the ratings, though, based on some stuff Kyle sent me today. I'm, I'm going to have but, to send out the, the little. The, see, why they do this? I don't know. I don't why know. Are they why they talking. Gr- we have, why? What? Um, let me know. Are you going to send it? No, I could, I'll, oh, okay. I could just. I could sh- <laughs> so, so. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Oh, we're doing PowerPoint. Hey, no, no. Hey, so, break out the you guys, I got, Should I talk about Draymond Green? Do you guys see this bar? <laughs> this bar Bars. is us. This bar is them. That's, this that's, is wild. that's, just, that's just men 13 plus. <laughs> well, okay. Here's another one. This bar, this bad. bar is us. If you're listening on the radio, you're just going to have to go it's back. A, a little and, 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 and then this bar is them. No, this is an improvement. They, is, hey, 18 to 34, man, they're, do, they're doing a great job. Well, oh no! Now this is crazy. Now, <laughs> this is called the money demographic. This, this big scary bar, this is us. This little tiny bar right here. I'm, I'll, I'll move it closer so you guys can see. Hey, why did they say it's anything? Right did they there. say something, Kyle? It's right there. Did they? I think it's egregious. So oh, why did they have to die? This <laughs> is a top. Ten station. <laughs> this is a top twenty-two station. Uh, we talking about in the city? <laughs> hey, the just for fun, here's one more, right here, oh. right here. So the next time someone tweets what they doing, just remember this oh, no. right here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh man. Come on, man. <laughs> you all see this is this see don't and don't don't look at me. See that I'm gonna put you up on screen too. Because no, you know what you guys are? What? No, I'm gonna tell you all what three did of I you. Do? No, I'm gonna tell you something. All three of you <laughs> I didn't right do here. nothing today. Nope. That's that's Joe Lakeup, that's Steph Curry, and that's Bob Myers in there, but y'all are enablers because what you do is you send me tweets, you send me little screenshots, you send me things that you know are going to piss me off. Oh. And I'm going to react to. 
And I feel like y'all meet. I feel like y'all got a group chat. Hey, I thought who's we were gonna, gonna send them I this? I thought I thought we were gonna have a good chuckle. I didn't know we were gonna. Hey, I didn't know we were gonna drop a haymaker. Enablers. I mean, I, that's the theme of today. Just keeping everybody. you updated I on the latest and greatest in Sacramento. Yeah. The, I, I like dude, Staying man. locked I like, in. I, I like dude, man. He, I mean, all right, man. First time I paid attention in class in a while, though. <laughs> like, oh, I get bar graphs Look, now. I like him. That's why I did, I, when he when he had the, the the drink, I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing because I I like I like my man's. I didn't say nothing. Why he keep doing this stuff though? I don't know, man. <laughs> fine. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Can we go now back to the Bonte and Draymond no. video? No. <laughs> Bro, Happy Friday, was, everybody. Hey, <laughs> hey, defend your boy. I thought Bonte did a great Not job. Bonte. <laughs> Not Bonte. Not Bonte. Defend no, I your boy. No, you, I, I was, so I was going to sit down and do that as a bit. I was telling Jesse, I was like, hey, well, I'm going to go in there and be like, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, no, but you, can, you can't. It's not, it's not like, like Draymond had was this great player and had one bad game and Bonte jumped on the radio and talked about he was trash and this and that. And there's like you you <laughs> I this is not an extensive list. This is just the most recent. You you choke you put a player in a chokehold and dragged him dragged him across the, the basketball court. Mm. And then you you smacked a player upside his head and you got suspended from your team yeah. for he got suspended for, for more games than you can miss and be eligible for awards. <laughs> That's insane. That's so many games. And I I the idea that now and I the idea that now you're going to jump on TV and because you find a game worthy of being interviewed post game and this is the first time you've gotten to talk to talk to Bonte and go, "Wow, I'm surprised you talked to me the way you were." But no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Go ahead. That's just like, man. And I'm a bit unclear if it's actually the first time they talked. It probably is. I think it is. Yeah, probably. Uh, like, like they said, didn't. I text we got because I don't. I don't think it's. Sorry, not us collectively. I, oh, I, oh, I, oh. I don't know why I'm pretending. I was. I, I obviously say as soon as I saw the clip uh-huh. from Kyle, like, yeah. yo, handled that like a pro, man. That was trash. But had a a a a a, a me and Bonte text. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. This to me. I said, hey, you handled it like a pro. I said what I said about uh, uh, Draymond. And then he said, "We just interviewed him two weeks." Hmm. So he was I don't, for what trying to do it for the for he the was lights, doing a little show yeah, like all this other stuff. Oh man, all this all this other you know clown what, that, behavior. That's Draymond's MSG moment. You got <laughs> Michael going for sixty. You got Steph with his fifty-four, and you got Draymond trying to dunk on Vante. And it, good for him, man. And it's it's like it's like yo. Know, so you talked about like the first time like he's had a he's had a game that. Allows yeah. him to be on the post game. Um, number one, it's probably because the real ballers in that game were talking to TNT. Yeah, Steph you know behind him. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's one reason why they were talking. The real ballers were out there talking to TNT. Number two, look, man, you had you had seven points, ten rebounds, six assists. You know what we would say about Demontis Sabonis if he had a game like that. And we had a, a we had a offensive player. We, we had a, a show the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be good. Yeah, be we tough. clowning this be dude. Tough. We'd be, be clowning Sabon. Well, we wouldn't be clowning, but people around the the city, 
around yeah. the nation would be clowning this dude Sabonis for having a game like this. Mm-hmm. And this guy thinks he can tough, talk tough after having that type of game. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's what I said earlier, bro. You Like, who are you? You play defense. Smush Parker was nuts. That was crazy. Smush Parker-ish. That's crazy. He definitely Smush Parker-ish. That's crazy. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good defender. He's a good defender. Okay. He was a, a really good defender at one point, but that's long gone. He's really a hack now. How many They're times did, a, they are how many a very times did different he smack the hell the out of Dante though. DiVincenzo yesterday? Oh, my Dante. count was up to three. Beat the crap out of Dante. Dante was my favorite player yesterday. He was going through it in the first half. <laughs> he was so frustrated. He just he hit those two free throws or three free throws, whatever yeah. it was. I think he had two of the three free throws yeah, at the end of that. Missed the first one. Just left. Just, just, <laughs> just, just. just just put the shot up, walk straight to the tunnel. Like, I want no part of this. Man is in Madison Square Garden, national television, has to have a tissue stuffed up his nose. Uh, and he had been the, cooking there for a little bit, too. And it's funny. I don't know how much of the rest of the game you got to see. The game was basically the same. The whole, Like, it never, it, like, fluctuated. Warriors up a bunch. Knicks cut it to six. Yep. Warriors get it to 15. Yeah. Knicks the cut it to eight. Warriors right. get it to the so whole game. Funny. The whole time. The, the, the biggest thing with Draymond Green is, like the great LeVar Ball once said, stay in your lane. You trying to talk like you one of them ones and you're not. Like if you if you would stay in your lane and just be a, a hard worker, mm-hmm. a try hard type player, mm-hmm. nobody would say anything about you in mm-hmm. any way. But when you when you get out of your lane and you try to talk like you him, that's when we gotta remind you you're not him. Like stop talking mm-hmm. like that. You're not him. You're not one of those guys. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. If he, I promise you, that's what we haven't said anything about Draymond in weeks because he stayed in his lane. He ain't done nothing mm-hmm. out of the just stay in his lane. I'm back. I'm putting my head well, down, working hard. He did have a very awkward video that we got wind of the vid- the video. I'm, I'm I'm not reenacting that video. Yo, you know what video I'm talking about? The Draymond Green video, <laughs> Which where he he was doing the. The, the oh, thing. oh, he's on the yeah. side language. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, yeah. that was another case of him not staying in his lane. Paul George is ten times the player you are. I don't care about no rings that you got off the coattails of KD, Steph, and Clay. Shut your mouth, Paul George. There's people. There's people. Kion Anthony is out here talking about uh, Paul George is the goat over his dad, Carmelo. Ain't nobody saying that about Draymond. No, your damn role. You are not Paul his George. Kids, Draymond's kids can't even find him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, you're in the man cave. I mean, that's a shoot. <laughs> no, your role. Don't don't talk. Once again, it's like Pat Bev. It's like Smush Parker trying to talk to the gods. Don't do that. Mm. Don't do that. The thing that sucks is I feel like he has smart things to say when he's not being mean. <laughs> I don't think he's that <laughs> he's smart. Not to, to be honest, no, but I, don't I think, think he's that but, smart. but I, <clears throat> I think he is. But. I think you get fooled because he, he talks about, a lot. No, no, but when he talks like last night, he talks about Jonathan Kaminga. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jonathan Kaminga, he goes, people talk about me coming back. Jonathan Kaminga being as good as he's been is the reason that we've been winning. That's not smart. No, but it that's, is. But that's, it is. that's looking at the way, it's, like any any doofus can see that no, but Kaminga doofus, playing well. But if he's a doofus, if, if you're a doofus, you're going, what? People do this all the time. It's, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call anybody else out. People do this all the time, where you they you go, wow, look at since Draymond Green came back, what are we? 
Are we going back to the doofus? <laughs> <laughs> Draymond, everyone else. I'm sorry. Oh, people go, wow, since Draymond came back, look at their defense. And it's like, yeah, it's because of Kaminga. And I, I respect that he's capable of doing what you're talking about, where mm-hmm. it's, hey, this is not me. Like, mm-hmm. this is all these other guys. But then he goes and hauls off and goes, I'm surprised you're trying to talk to me the way you're talking about me when I got suspended for the second time this year because I smacked somebody in the face. Like, man, like that's just, I don't just. But, but here, but this, been is, fine. this is the conundrum I've had since the Danny and San Francisco days when this whole thing started. And not saying that you said this, but Draymond will go on the, on the podium and say, man, really, you know, Kaminga, the way he's played has really helped us you know, elevate our game as a team. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that basketball IQ of Draymond. Oh, boy, I'm telling you, that's the smarts. That's the smarts <laughs> that you just can't get anywhere else. What are we talking about? Yeah. Every That is not earth-shattering stuff. You're more tuned in, I think, than either one of us are. Uh-huh. Didn't they make the switch with Clay after Draymond came back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that significantly more... Uh, important to what they're doing right now than Draymond Green's return? Yeah. Kaminga playing better. Uh, Moses Moody being as good as he was last night. Andrew There's Wiggins probably a list Moses of things. Moody, yeah. Pods Dray- is playing Draymond, really well. Yeah, Pods has been been excellent. Like Draymond's, like you said, Kenny, he's he's good, but he's not, oh, wow, the Warriors are playing so much better because Draymond's back. Like, oh, they're, just, they get, they're playing their young guys and they're and playing the, well. And the, and the sad thing about this, Kyle, is it does help that he's back. Yeah, no it doubt. It just doesn't. No doubt. It, people just don't need to jump out the window and be like, "Oh, since Draymond, right?" Like, it can't just this right. always. Damien can attest to this. This has always been my thing with Draymond. Not that I hate him or I think that uh, he's not effective at all. It's just taking it over the moon. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to just say, "Man, Draymond being back along with Paz and everything has really helped this team." It's like, well, well since Draymond has come back, it's changed everything. No, yeah. it, stop, stop. That's why I have to. That's why I have to mute the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Our, uh, that's one broadcast I'll never watch. It's about been about twelve minutes. Are you at a seven yet? Concern <laughs> uh, about, did your concern? No, actually, you know seven? what? Surprisingly, five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Good. I just here's why. Here's here's why. I think De'Aaron Fox in a play-in situation mm-hmm. gives the Kings a very very good chance, particularly to beat uh, a team like Golden State, mm-hmm. who is either old. Or inexperienced, but I mean, you have Man, Steph Curry. I don't want to sit through another one of those games. I don't either. I, either. I don't either. <laughs> I do not either. want to sit. And honestly, that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't probably feel great about Sacramento in that in mm-hmm. that particular game. Mm-hmm. But if you told me, if you if you are a genie from the future, and you go, "Hey, Sacramento beats the Warriors in the seven eight playing game," I'd be like, "Oh, okay." Like I buy, I buy that. Mm-hmm. Jeremy must have had a huge game. That, that that makes sense to me. Um, and I and I think the same thing about about the Lakers. Uh, and I and I, I like their matchup with the Mavericks, so I, I don't I, I'm not terrified that like oh my god I don't know how they if they're in the plan I don't know how they win I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, that would be like panicking to me yeah. but on the other hand I sit legitimately like like five or six because I need to see something over these next what is it twenty five games four, should be at twenty four twenty four games over these next 24 games that I've not really seen this year to be that confident yeah, in them. I, I think I'm anchoring to last year. Like, I know what they can yeah. be. Mm-hmm. I know what they've been at their best this year. Uh, but getting that consistently is a is a giant, giant question mark. Yeah, Very that's fair. concerning. That's 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 concerning for sure. Uh, no, I'm not six and a quarter. 
Boy, wow, oh boy. This is, well, <laughs> he's, he's, we're talking about he's it. worked himself into a shoot. He is did. that what it is? That's, that's, that's exactly what <laughs> it I'm is. I'm going to storm in Monday, just randomly, like, I'm going to 10, guys. <laughs> uh, well, you'll be back with us uh, on Monday at 10 a.m. And your partner over on Candlestick Chronicles, who's in Minnesota right now, uh, covering the Sacramento Kings, will be with us coming up in about 30 minutes. We'll talk more uh, about what the Western Conference looks like here uh, with the Sacramento Kings as Dilo and Casey continue on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Man, come at me. We just brought it. We had a Manti Teo reference. Did oh. you ever see the, what was it, like the, the Netflix show mm-hmm. on Manti Teo? Mm-hmm. The Untold, watched. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a good job with those Untolds. It was very good. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. Are you? <laughs> oh, you should watch it. It's good. No, I think I will. I just hadn't got around to it. But I, you, know, you know what? I will watch. I'm, I'm with the return of BMF. Definitely gonna watch that. But uh, <laughs> you see what Hulu threw the preview out for? I didn't. That freak Nick talk. <laughs> boy, oh boy! Some people are gonna be <laughs> sweating watching oh, that one. What? Are- there's going to be some 45-year-olds really, really concerned. Oh, man. I can't, I, wow. I really want to say, I cannot believe that happened. Cannot imagine. They tried to recreate it, I think, like five years ago. That is, that is a, a swift no. For the, for we're, those, we're not recreating that. For those not familiar with Freaknik, Google it. Not on a work computer, just <laughs> Google it. Yeah, that is that could not be recreated. But yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was coming. I I did think that I I think I felt bad for Manti Teo. I always kind of felt bad for Manti Teo and that 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 I couldn't believe that happened. 
it's so I, I mean, I had a lot of questions. Like as it was happening, it was something I couldn't like comprehend. Like h- how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, just, um, I just don't know. I don't know how that happened. I still have questions. I still am so curious how something like that happens. Mm. But I, I don't. You know, I'm not judging. I you, I did walk away feeling. Uh, some sympathy for Manti Teo because obviously his name is a is a punchline. Do you uh, think? Yeah, uh, uh, I think I know where you're gonna say with this. Do you think that would have been as big of a situation if he went to Mississippi State? Uh, no, no, I don't think it would have. Part of it was the success of that team. Mm-hmm. And if him, we, he was a Heisman. Yeah, candidate. like he will. He, yeah, I don't know if he'd be a Heisman candidate if he was at Mississippi. Right. State, no. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm trying to put the two together, and that's probably not. It's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to happen. So got I to say the no. league though. Hmm? Good for him. Got to the league. He played. He, did. he played, played for a little bit, five or six years. Yeah, I think. Like I mean, six is the magic number, right? I think he made it to six. Yeah. Yeah. Good hey, for him. Salute. I know he's out there doing good work, man. So good for him. Um. We mentioned this a minute ago. It's probably worth repeating in case it got buried in some of the silliness of our conversation. Dr. With David, come on. Kyle Matson, which got a little bit out of control. That's my bad. <laughs> Shout out to Securing the Bag, Lane, <laughs> King's the MD, and, 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 and Dr. David, who, who, who got the memes cooking. That's good. <laughs> Jude L. Davis's jacket. No, that's oh, good. Man. Come on, yep, man. Yep, I got you. I You're see right. Y'all. Twitter's a terrible place. <laughs> well, see, then that's the one thing about Twitter is like Dr. David makes me laugh. <laughs> Dr. David is funny. Securing the Bagley's funny. Um, actually, Securing the Bagley is a good basketball follow, too. I don't know if he's Securing the Bagley. Yeah. He needs to, he's, well, he went back to Securing the Bagley. He was Securing the Bean. Yeah, I think he might have changed. He's just it. Bagley now. So no, yeah, no, he's he's beaming, but he's securing the Bagley on Twitter. He's a good basketball follower. Yeah, follow him. Shout out securing the Bagley. I don't think I follow securing the Bagley. I'm gonna follow him right now, man. Uh, did we say we got the link over to to Biederman? Yeah, I sent that earlier. Okay. Follow Friday. What's that? I said follow Friday. Okay. I, I remember giving shout outs on Twitter. Yeah. Oh. Follow Friday. That's how a lot of people got their uh their followers up. They put like they they put like seven. To ten people in a comment, be like, "Follow Friday," and people would just follow from from that list. Okay, well, back salute. in the early Twitter days, now, I never uh, participated, which is why my Twitter follower count is so low. No bots. No, I think your I don't think your Twitter follower count is low. I don't think you've purchased followers. Well, there's that. People do that. <laughs> <laughs> What you can't do <laughs> is purchase listeners. You could purchase followers. <laughs> you can purchase subscribers, <laughs> right? But you can't actually purchase listeners. Hey, the, the crazy thing is, we ain't even gotten to like the views. Well, learn something new every day. Every day, every day, my man. Every day, we mentioned that this is going to be a day. And you know what? It's my fault. This is 100% my fault. I woke up very, very early, like 3 a.m. That is early. I had just gone to sleep. In a horrendous mood because 
I was jarred out of sleep realizing I booked my haircut at the same time that I had an important conference call. Mm. And so I had to, I, I, of course, I immediately text my barber. It's four, it's, at yeah, this point, it's four in the morning. Sir. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, bro. I, I, I know I said I could move my appointment to today. I couldn't. I have a conference call at eight. I'm going to have to miss it, but I'm going into work late. If you have anything at like nine 30, it's Friday. There's like no chance. Right. Mm. And he's, of course he's sound asleep. (laughs) And he texts me several, several hours later. Uh, it's good, bro. I moved my nine 30, man. Come in. I got you. I got you. And so I've been kind of regrouped and then a variety of other things happened. And then there was a little mishap in the chatty house that I was trying to fix. We, Kenny and I, we laid yesterday out flawlessly because we have a really big day today. Mm-hmm. So I told Complex before I left Complex, we are all set for tomorrow. Everything should run completely smoothly. Uh, we'll meet at Sacramento Memorial Auditorium at 7. Mm-hmm. Great, man. Great job. Okay, cool. About 10 o'clock, an email comes in from Complex. Hey, can you and Kim get together and do these reads for the two stations? Normally, Complex sends one, two over. Totally normal. We do it all the time. Sent nine. Nine different reads over. And I'm looking at this like, oh, oh my God. All right. So now I'm working with our schedule, the insider schedule, and Kim's schedule. Oh. Got it all done. Everything. We found Aldrin J. Oh, yeah, he's, oh back. Aldrin. he's back, by the Aldrin, way. Aldrin, Aldrin, Aldrin J, the AJ, the burner. We, we found him. Aldrin, I don't know what happened. It, it might take a... Data wash off. I don't know what's going on, bro. I cannot find you. But 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 ride with the burner. We got you. And then and then Kyle, and then Kyle sends that tweet that he he texts me a tweet, and I'm just like, my thing is, if someone says something loud enough and no one retorts, people might believe it. So I'm gonna start retorting. Y'all can be really really loud if you want to. But I'm gonna start responding. <laughs> hey, salute. doesn't hey doesn't mean I'm not rooting for you. Doesn't mean I don't that's want you right, to do that's well. Right, that's right. But if you're if you're talking a smidge sideways, <laughs> I'm gonna straighten your ass out because there will there will be no perception that we aren't the ones. <laughs> don't get fooled. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Look, man. Like I said, we can all coexist. We can all exist in this in this whole realm, man. But. Number one is number one. Like that—that's that, something that—that's something that we 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 can't mistake. That's something that can't be proven otherwise. Number one is number one, and hell, number two and is two. number two. <laughs> You're not careful. Number three might be number three. So it's cool. It's cool. That just—it just—it just is what it is. And like I said, in all seriousness, I—I I, I like. A gang of people. I, I I like everybody I know over there. I everybody I know. Truth is, so do I. Yeah, everybody I know over there, I got love for man. I don't want nothing bad to happen. To none of them people, professionally, nothing like that. Man, got this, a really this, weird Jason good. Ross gift this morning, though. <laughs> I don't know what was going on over there this morning, but yeah, Jay Ross, Jay. The great thing is Jay knew. I mean, I'm sure he knew as soon as he did it. Chris got him. Chris was gonna get him. But yeah, man, you know, it's just the guy I got love, but just hey man. We we doing our y'all thing work over here. Build. That's all. But that if is, I man. catch y'all lying again. <laughs> and this and again, I it's, it's me. 
This is what happens when I get. I'm really like I'm 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 hyped up for tonight. Kenny and I got a got a big big night. Did, did, so did, here's did the, the call come through. Did it? Did it? Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. snap. That boy looking yeah. like money. Yeah. And I feel like the money. Call, the call. <laughs> yeah, it's it's at the house. It 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 it, it arrived. The, 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 the show will be stopped tonight. Ooh. I mean, my, my man, King Melly, y'all follow him on IG, yeah, at yeah, King yeah, Melly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came over one night, took some measurements. I, I might have had, I had an essential sweatsuit, this one or something like it on. Mm. Took the measurements, wrote them down, took a couple pictures, and I sent him a picture of a jacket LeBron James had on Mm -hmm. that you, one, my podcast can't afford. (laughs) Two, it's it's not, you can't even buy it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I could do that. Mm. And when I tell you, he replicated that jacket Mm. to a T. In a flawless fit, I, I man, come on, man. y'all are not ready for this. Come on, man, it, man, it, I feel it, like money. And I didn't even tell you about this. I didn't <laughs> tell you about this. He made me a black suit too. Ooh, that boy is the one. Yeah. He right here in Sacramento too. Yeah, yeah. shout he out King Melly. Shout out to him, man, out here doing doing that work. He is the one. Yeah, yeah, man. He is the one. So yeah, show will be stopped tonight. <laughs> yeah, D'Lo and Casey, they go, we're gonna we're gonna look like. So I went, yeah, yeah, D'Lo, yeah, y'all gonna see us tonight. Believe that, <laughs> believe that. Uh, but we'll be at the Sacramento Memorial. So I'm already charged up for that. Mm-hmm. And now, 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 we don't have just one sports station hating on us. We got another hip hop station hating on us. What? This is shoot. What? That's why we can't talk tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. We're they, they hating again. Like they they sent like a follow up. Like I hey, remember what we said. No, they didn't send a follow up. But we've never told our we've never told our people this. Mm. Yeah. We got every damn radio yeah. station that doesn't fall under the Odyssey umbrella, and maybe one that does, scared to death of us no, right that, now. That really is the case. It really is the case. They we said, got these boys shaking. They said we put our legal team on this, and D'Lo and Casey can't say a word on microphone at this show. Okay, radio's so weird, bro. Like but seriously, they shook. they shook. You like you said, you ain't never heard us say that about anybody. Sports, hip hop, and that's fast, You guys get dude. it how you live. You know what I mean? Because we do what we do. They had their legal team look at this. And said, no, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. That's don't put, don't, don't, don't let them talk. They can't talk. If you don't like That's it, just, just step it up. That's crazy. They, but it's over. It's over. There's nothing. There's nothing these people can do. I hate some of these people so much. <laughs> there, there's nothing oh these people can God. do. I look at the landscape, and, and and there's a couple reasons why there's nothing these people can do. Number one, because we're just that good. Number two, I think I could speak for Damien too. We're so paranoid of falling off that we ain't going to stop working. We absolutely <laughs> Like, that's just what it is. Like, man, I don't want to go back. Or I don't want to be, you know, uh, I was hot a couple times uh, a few years ago. And now, you know, I I'm, I got lazy. And some, some new deal on KC then took my spot. And I can't have that. Mm-hmm. So I'm always going to be hungry. And that's the I thing. I ain't never taken nothing for granted. So because of those two things, these people know there ain't nothing we can ever do because they ain't never going to fall off. They ain't never going to sleep at the wheel. So you know it's over. The, you know what the 
one thing that bothers me about what you just said, and yeah, we're just going to talk about ourselves for the next four hours. <laughs> Other people do it. <laughs> there should be another D'Lo and Casey on the way. Mm. Mm. But I don't think none of these people is ready for it. They, they, they ain't, they ain't going to take that chance. One of, the, one, of the, one of the people that I know and that I've talked to, I, I told him, like, yo, that's the move. That's the move. I've said it multiple times. And he's like, man, they ain't going to do it, dog. I was like, I know. I know. <clears throat> but I'm just telling you, man to man, like, because cause you my guy, and I'm not I'm not ever trying to, hey, I want to see everybody win. I'm telling you straight up, that's the move that, that needs to be made. And he's like, I know, but they, they ain't never going to do it. Like, all right. You know where the next D-Lo and Casey will come from? Right here. Simple we'll as that. Find him. Simple we'll as that. They yeah. they out there. Shoot, if find them, we know who they are. Mm-hmm. Coach JT, I see you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it just it's a process, mm-hmm. and I love everything this company has done for us. Mm-hmm. They move at a snail's pace. They get things done. Mm-hmm. They just don't get it done when we want to. Just just That's all right. just wait with us. So wait we'll, with us. No, we ain't forget. We'll let we ain't forget you. We'll let we'll we'll let them we'll let them over at V one oh one hate and be scared. <laughs> That's crazy, we'll man. We didn't broke bread with these people. Over at eleven forty, be scared. Hey, y'all, y'all do you. We just we're gonna be here. We're gonna get your attorneys to look over this document right. and this document. Cause I guarantee you the next time that show come around, ain't gonna be no questions. No. Ain't gonna be no questions. You're gonna be boxed out. We sold out. <laughs> gonna be boxed we out. sold out a '90s R&B show <laughs> two weeks in advance. Shout out to our man Dwight Murphy. Mm-hmm. Big ups to him. Did an amazing social media production when that when that promotion ramped up over on KSFM two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Sold that joint out at the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. Straight up. Straight up. Is what Coming it is. up next on how great we are. <laughs> Hey, oh, while, he, while he's in, oh, shout out to Tone. Because Tone, oh, Tone, I be having conversations with Tone. He always looking. He always got his O2. So, so shout out to Tone. He always making sure. Tone a real one. He making sure ain't nobody doing nothing funny, uh, doing nothing sneaky. So shout out to my man. He always watching. You're listening to D-Lo and KC on KIFM. West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, Carex, QHD2, Sacramento, ESPN, 1320, always live on the Odyssey app, live on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter as well. We even got Jesse working for two stations now. Oh, Every day at 5 o'clock, Jesse's over there in yeah, studio. Yeah, come get your Disneyland tickets from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Hey, it's, it's, it's good. But, hey, boy, we got, <laughs> hey, we got some things. Oh, man, hey, we talked to some people last week. We got some things lined up. It's just gonna make the distance even crazier. It's gonna be even crazy. When when if this go through the way it should go through the way yeah. I think it's gonna go through, it's yeah. gonna get just just forget about it. <laughs> just forget about it. <laughs> it's gonna look more like that. <laughs> what does it look like in red though? Can we do it in red next time? <laughs> if Charlie has us pulled up at his desktop, one, he's probably laughing his ass off too. Uh maybe we can get Charlie to put this in red next time. Um, Chris Peterman going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we mentioned this a few moments ago. I'll, I'll repeat it because it's been an interesting hour. Um, even more interesting when we were t- than when we were talking about blackface. No, I don't think it was more interesting than that because that it's definitely been a week. That conversation covered blackface and homosexuality and hip hop. That's a that's a that, that's a wild first hour and sixteen minutes of the show. <laughs> 
Oh man. <laughs> that 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 story is not slowing down at all. No. It's getting way worse. No. I hate that about hip hop. They've got to chill with that. Um the Kings aren't going to fall out of the top 10. I think that's, you know, you 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 said this it bears repeating. The Kings are going to have an opportunity to get into the postseason, whether it's finishing top six or through um, the play-in tournament. Mm -hmm. The top ten teams are pretty set. Um, The Kings are seven clear of the Jazz right now. The Warriors, who I think are in the ninth spot now after last night. Oh, they might be in the tenth spot because the Lakers won too. Uh, They're clear of the Jazz by five. So the Lakers and Warriors are clear of the Jazz by five. But – I said earlier this week, well, yeah, we're not, not not quite ready to put the Lakers and Golden State uh, into the conversation with Sacramento, Dallas, New Orleans, so on. It's getting about that time, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting about that time. Golden State is on a tear right now. They're playing terrific. And the Lakers are playing well. Um, Dodged the bull last night, boy. I was watching in and out. That was. Please, please. <laughs> bro, I was rooting for. Jordan pulled something <laughs> tough last night. That, now, tough. now it just makes me sad to watch Jordan pull. I mean, he had a good, he had a good night though. Well, well he did, but the overtime got yeah, that that wasn't good. Overtime was bad. That wasn't good. Uh, yeah, I was a I was a big Wizards fan um, last night, but it it it, it went to Lakers like big big night from AD and and LeBron. LeBron, I I you know Charlie and I as we wrapped up our our because Charlie never leaves. No. Uh, as we wrapped up our work on KSFM, we were talking about LeBron going for forty thousand. I said, you know, I look up to see what LeBron wore because if he wore a black suit into the night's game, he was he, he's he's going for he's going to get forty thousand tonight. Uh, he didn't. He got pretty damn close. He'll hit forty thousand tomorrow. Uh, I think they take on the Denver. Yeah, Nuggets National ABC. TV. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll get the forty thousand there. And I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a stop the game moment. I'm not. I'm not really sure what that is. It's never happened before. Yeah. There's. There's certainly historical significance to it. I think you probably just put up a graphic for it. You already broke the record. I They're going to want the ball. Yeah. I yeah. Think. I think. I think maybe not in the middle of the game, but on the on the the following commercial break. You know. You know how it goes sometimes. Like they call a timeout. You go to your huddle. All this other stuff. As they come out of the huddle. The the LeBron James score just table. became the, yeah they give him the ball he raises it up to the to the crowd off the top of your head in Denver I think it's in L A oh no I I don't think that's what's happening I think they'll stop yeah in L A yeah I think they'll and, stop. The, and like when he scores the bucket yeah I don't know if they'll stop when he scores the bucket I think it's gonna be on the first stoppage of play like first the the next commercial and coming out of the commercial they'll announce it standing ovation. First player ever to score 40,000. Yeah, it's not like Michael Malone's going to call timeout right there just to <laughs> right. acquiesce to everybody. You think that record's eventually yeah. become maybe unbreakable if he plays three more years? Because he hasn't. The way he's playing? That's what I'm saying. He hasn't yeah. really slowed down, like it at least could. for a normal, a normal player. Yeah, it, I, it absolutely could. Like what if he gets to 45,000 or something? I don't I, even know if that's too crazy to get there, but. I can't imagine somebody else having the career that LeBron has. KD had. is the closest, right? Probably, and I think he's at twenty eight thousand. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking of the 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 kids Reese plays against right now. Like, I can't imagine 
somebody having this career again. I don't think I'll ever see this. So I ever I, we've again. probably had this discussion before, and this is this is where you have to be careful with what you're seeing now versus what you see at 38, 39, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, 40 and potentially 41 mm-hmm. if he wants to, is Luca. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine Luca playing like this right. at 40. And to be fair, I'm not I'm, I'm I did, that came across the wrong way. I'm not trying to make a Luca joke. No. I can't imagine anyone playing this way at the age of 40. Right. The numbers of like uh, uh uh points per game for players like 38, 39, 40 years, it's like 8, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. LeBron's 20 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I just don't see somebody doing this. This is this feels like a a one of one career. You know what I mean? Like we the uh, people people talk hey, my, hey, he might be I got to really sit down and think about that. Uh I got to really sit down and think about that, but but people have talked about before. He absolutely has had the greatest career of anybody to ever play. So, there's no Okay, I'll, 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 I'm I'm gonna say it. I think I know the answer. <sighs> There's no conversation that LeBron James is the most valuable player of the league. No, no, they're the ninth seed. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's a, a hard stop once okay. you start looking at the standings. Okay. All right, what's he doing this year, though? For argument's sake, uh, twenty-five. Uh, let me let me round up a little bit. Twenty-five, eight. Excuse me. 25, 7, and 8. Mm, look at that fall off. <laughs> Usually 8 and 8. Right? Now it's 7 and 8. It's, man, that's incredible. Man, just absolutely incredible. Mm. Yeah, he, he he's, he's having a hell of a season for sure. Right? Especially all things considered, you know, his age, all this other stuff. Like he, he's, oh, this is fun. He's still having a great season. This is fun. There's a, probably a much easier way I could do this. Chris Peterman is going to join us in a minute, we, and we're, we're he, he's in Minnesota. Obviously, we're going to talk uh, Kings basketball uh, with our man Chris Peterman, who's done a great job on on these road trips this season. Uh, him and Ja uh, flying out to these different spots. I'm going to try to do this in an easier way. Here we go. So, outside of his rookie year, twenty point nine. Outside of his rookie year. What do you think is the least amount of points LeBron James has averaged in a season? 26. I think it's this year. Well, yeah, besides not counting this year, I go 26. It's not this year. Wow. 25.0 is the least amount he averaged, and that was in the 2021 season. Hmm. This year is second, as we just said. That's 25.3. Uh, uh, of course, the most he averaged um, was 31.4 in the 05-06 season. Uh, he's averaged 30-plus points per game three times. And that's the, that's, the, that's the other thing when we talk about the scoring record. I think that Luka is a, is a perfect example. Shea could be hitting a stretch where he becomes an example of this as well. Guys are going to average 30 points per game in, in, in the league because, you know, if you read Tim Bontemps, the league's broken. <laughs> Guys are going to average 30 points per game for, like, LeBron has done it three times. He averaged 29.7 mm-hmm. one year, but he's done, he's done it three times, 30 plus three times. Guys are going to do it, like, nine times mm-hmm. and ten times. 
It's just what happens after that. Mm -hmm. That's the question. Like, because LeBron James, again, is in season 21. Right. And And he doesn't miss a lot of time. No, and and you're right. Like, what happens after that? But also, who wants to play that long? Like, I can't see Luka wanting to play 20 years in the NBA. Good point. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I don't. I don't know. I like we haven't sun charter territory. Maybe mm-hmm. he's the leader of the new wave, but he's either, he's even far surpassed his peers, the Wades, the, yeah. the Carmelos, and yeah. everything. Like he's think about those guys as last year. Yeah, yeah. Melo didn't even get to Melo didn't even get to retire. Right. LeBron's also unique in the fact he never really had any like true big injuries or whatever. He never even yeah. missed really like two weeks at a time or whatever. Worked, like, he's man. always just and been that's around. Gotta, that's got to be credited to him in the mm-hmm. way that he works. Uh, let's come back. Chris Biederman joins us live from Minnesota. When Dylan and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back here with our man Chris Biederman. Oh, Jesse, I don't know how to fix this. I think I broke it, Jesse. Oh, I got it. I got it. Everything's we fine. We back. No one, we no back. One, no one. Every, everyone's fine. Uh, Chris Biederman, uh, live in Minneapolis with us here. Uh, we were just talking road trips and cities there during the commercial break, man. 
Happy that you're with us. Uh, I asked your partner over on the Candlestick Chronicles, uh, Kyle Matson, about this earlier. I'll ask you, what's your concern level on a scale from 1 to 10 with Sacramento and how this season may turn out for them? I think it's relatively concerning. You you look at all of the teams that, you know, there's that um, bunch of teams that are in that sort of five through eight spots in the in the west and they're all separated by what two or three games um the kings over the last 10 are four and six and among that group that's that's the worst record so um i think it's fair look you got you got to to be concerned because you know you got De'Aaron fox banged up he's been banged up for for a significant portion of the season now whether it was ankles his, his ankle early on in the year his shoulder sort of midway through the year he talked about, you know, needing uh, needing some time during the All-Star break to get that shoulder healed. And now he's dealing with a knee issue and we'll see if he plays tonight. I, I saw him at shoot around. Um, I wouldn't say it looked promising, but it's it's kind of tough to to judge De'Aaron's gate because um, he's kind of got that old man run to him anyway, uh, even when he is fully healthy. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know if he's going to play again tonight, but obviously, you know, if you, if you don't have him against Minnesota after what we saw Wednesday against Denver, that's pretty concerning. So, you know, for the war, for the Warriors, for the, for the Kings, like you really want to avoid being in the play-in. You, you don't want to get LeBron James or Steph Curry potentially in, in a one game scenario. So it's a, it's a tough stretch and, and it's another tough game tonight. So I, I think it's fair to, to be reasonably concerned, but um, we know this team can can play as well as anybody in the league on any given night. Um, it's just the inconsistencies that's that have been sort of costing them and have been the story throughout the season. So, uh, we have a frozen Biederman. Oh man, and and, and how fitting he's in the Twin Cities yeah. and he's froze. Oh, and you know the rules. We got to leave Biederman up on the screen, man. He yeah. just. My man just froze everything, and he he's in, he froze in 4K. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it, like it James didn't get all uh, you know uh, pixely. Yeah, James yeah. is gonna be on dial up for like 45 <laughs> minutes later on, and solid, not freeze. It's a solid freeze right here too. Looking out the Minnesota windows out <laughs> yeah. there, probably looking yeah. nice weather. Yeah, some. probably looking at Prince's house. Like who knows? <laughs> and yeah, just a just a tough look as our as our uh, as our man froze damn. here. And I and I have a I have a follow up for him because you know he he, he said. He, not sure whether it really looked promising, but it's it's hard to tell what De'Aaron mm-hmm. at shoot around. I'm curious, like, well, what did it look like the other the other day? Yeah, because yeah, when 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 Biederman said he was a full go at um a full go at uh, warm ups and yeah, I, I I thought oh he's he's good. Uh, Biederman has thawed out. He's back with us. Um, <laughs> you you I, I had just told the guys, but you you said you weren't really. Uh, may not really be promising for De'Aaron. What did you think when you saw him the other night in Denver? Because when you tweeted that uh, he was a full participant, we were on the air. I was like, oh, he's going to play. And so I was really surprised when you reported later on that he didn't or wouldn't. Yeah, um, it's hard to say. Like he – like like I said, he's he's kind of got that old man gait to him even when he's healthy. So he's kind of got that herky-jerky – um, but he didn't look great at, at shoot around today. Um, and and it's kind of similar. Like he was, like you said, he was a full participant Wednesday and then ended up not playing. Um, and, and that was decided, I don't know, roughly an hour before the game on Wednesday. Um, so I haven't gotten to talk to him yet. I, I tried to talk to him at shoot around. 
uh, that didn't happen. So we'll we'll find out again today. Um, but it, I, I didn't think he looked great today. Um, mm. Just be, being honest. But maybe maybe he feels better. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to him before the game today, hopefully, and and get a better feel for it. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. We'll find out. Did you um, did you did you think on Wednesday that the Kings had a chance to win before that game without De'Aaron Fox? Because I, I, I asked that because a lot of people seem to be um, like they're, they're just like, oh, man, Wednesday was so alarming or whatever. Like this is this is super concerning. And if you asked probably everybody before the game, like, hey, Fox isn't playing. You think they're going to win? They'd probably say no. So like what was it the fact that they were leading and they lost the lead so quick and then they got blown out? That was alarming. I, I don't know. I think me and Damian were the only ones that just kind of came away from that saying it was just a loss you move on to the next game everybody else seemed to think it was a um it was a reprimandum on what this team is going to do for the rest of the season did you feel that way no i i didn't because i thought the nuggets played really really well and you and you look at the stretch that they've been on recently um since the kings went to denver and beat them in the last game before the all-star break they've been the best team in basketball and look like they're in championship form. And frankly, that looked like championship type basketball that they played against Sacramento in the second and third quarters of that game. And it also happened to come when Darren Fox was sidelined. So um, if, you know, if, if you're wondering whether or not the Kings can beat the Nuggets in a playoff series, then I think, then I think it was alarming just given how good the Nuggets are. It's, it's less about the Kings. Um, but after the game, there were, pretty clear signs of frustration in the locker room. And, and I wrote about it a little bit for the B like Kevin Herter had mentioned, you know, I asked him about the second and third quarter and what went wrong. And he said, you know, I wish I was out there more. And and Kevin is usually pretty measured in, um, in what he says. And it was, I, you know, I haven't had a chance to follow up with him yet, but it was an admission that he wasn't exactly happy with his minutes in, in that scenario. And, and I've talked to him earlier in the year and he said, you know, this year is a roller coaster and, um, obviously his numbers have been inconsistent. He, he lost his, his starting spot. Uh, I think it was late December through, you know, five games in early January. Um, he's obviously been mentioned in trade rumors. And then, you know, I, I talked to Demonis Sabonis on, on Wednesday after the game and, and he said he didn't think they had good coverages. Um, and he, he didn't really elaborate you know, defensively. He didn't really elaborate on whether or not that was a coaching thing or an execution thing. Um, but the guys were, were, were pretty frustrated with, Without when it wasn't one of those, uh, yeah, we were we were shorthanded against the, the defending champs. That was that was kind of to be expected. There was there was a lot of frustration in that locker room, I thought, and um, and I'm curious to follow up with the with the guys on it today. Um, but that that to me, like we've seen the Kings, the vibes have been good, right? Like since Mike Brown has gotten here, the vibes have been overwhelmingly positive throughout the vast majority of of you know his year and a half here. Um, but I wonder if there if things don't go their way down the stretch here, if if that's going to be something to worry about from a locker room perspective, or if if this team has enough, you know, physical or so, um, emotional resolve to to handle something like that. I, I can't front. That gives me a little um, of confidence. Is the word mm-hmm. I, 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 that makes me feel a little good about tonight's game? That the they fact, didn't just yeah, like oh, it's just another game. They were kind yeah. Of pissed off the fact it. that they and 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 Domas kind of said something post game. You talked about the guys being measured. I, I, it, of course, he said it to you um, about we could have done a little bit better with our our game plans. 
uh, for some of their key guys, in- indicating like mm-hmm. this whole thing was off a little bit against Denver the other night. And, you, you know, we could talk about the Kevin Herter stuff in a minute, but given the fact that those guys were really upset following that game, that actually gives me a, a, a little a little confidence that they'll – they know the te- they they know that this is another really tall task ahead of them, and they're not willing to lie down for it just because Minnesota's the top or a top team in the Western Conference. Yeah, because uh, I think that's a good point. And and you look at some of the disappointing losses that they've had. Um, you know, they when they lose to you know like Detroit, like obviously they're frustrated, but it never really felt they they. It's kind of been like oh, it's one of one of eighty two, right? It's it, these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the NBA. You you got to play well against everybody. There there hasn't been a feeling that this team, at least from my perspective, that this team is like really upset about any of those losses that they've had. And I do think if you wanted to to you know sort of spin it positively, you could say, all right, it's good to see them being emotional about losing at this point because I, I think they. I don't know if it's a leadership thing. Like De'Aaron Fox is not an overly emotional dude. I mean, we see him we see him get emotional on the court now and again but like when he's talking to us in the locker room he's definitely not the type who who gets overly emotional or, or who reacts too high or too low one way or another um and you know that i think the kings overall the the team kind of reflects that um and I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but i think for them to show emotion after losing is a little bit of a change and to your point probably a positive one because they you know they they have around the same record that they had last year obviously last year went a lot better for them given where they were in the standings but now you know they're they're really fighting for their lives in terms of trying to get a top six seed and avoid and avoiding the play-in so I, I do think you can make a case that it's good for them to feel emotional um after losing a game like they did Wednesday against Denver because you know these games really matter this is this is a really important stretch obviously there's those are important opponents in the Western Conference to play and uh and given that you know these other teams that they're grouped up with are starting to play better, including the teams behind them and the Lakers and the Warriors, um, who are in that those nice ninth and tenth spots. It's a it's a really important time for for them to to get it together. Hey Chris, the schedule is the schedule. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I've said for a while now, I don't think a lot enough maybe has been made about what the Kings have had to deal with the last two months. The way the schedule is broken for them. Not a lot of home games, a lot of long road trips. Um, when they get home, it's usually like they came off a seven-game home uh, road trip. They're home for two games, and then they got to go out for another three or four games. And it's going to balance out a little bit here in March. And I think that is going to be the time to make the move. If I was being, um, if I was plotting this out a little bit, like, hey, keep your head above water in that tough January and February because it gets a little murky, not home a lot or whatever. Keep your head above water. Put yourself in position to really make that run in March when they take, I think, 15 of their last 24 games are at home, I think it is. Um, And that's where they're at. That's what they've done. You know, people may not like it. I don't like it. But, hey, you kept your head above water, and now you got to the point where you're in a situation – where you, I don't want to say control your own destiny, but you do in these final games with a lot of home games coming up. Yeah, I would agree. Like it, you look at the January and February schedule, there was, I think it was a five game road trip with two at home, and then they went out on the road for seven more. 
Um, and you know, the, this trip they're after this trip, they're currently on, they only have two more trips where they play more than one road game uh, on each trip. Right. So they have, they have two East coast swings. Um, and it's all basically all West coast road games or just home games for the rest of the way. So yeah, it's an opportunity for them. And, and it's an opportunity for them to, to play, I think with more force at home, like, you know, they, they've let far too many teams, particularly bad teams and, or teams, you know, missing their top guys come onto their home floor and outplay them. Um, and so having, having a stretch where you do have a lot of home games allows you to get into a rhythm, um, allows you to play with more force and, and allows you to sort of solidify where, where you're going to be in the standings to, to your point. I think it's a great one that like they, they have an opportunity and, and they know that like, regardless of how tonight goes, you know, you have a you have a winnable game on Monday against Chicago. You have a trip to play the Lakers, which is going to be a really important game, given that right now you're only separated by a game and a half. Right. Um, but yeah, they need to take advantage of what of what they have with the schedule. Um, and I think one of the frustrating things about them for for this season is that, you know, they haven't really done that. It doesn't feel like, it, you know, as loud as Golden One Center is and, and as good as, uh, of an atmosphere as it is. Um, it doesn't feel like teams are all that worried about coming in and, and playing there. And, and I think that's. Um, that that speaks to just I, I don't know like the Kings have talked about it over and over again that sometimes they feel like they can just kind of cruise to to wins at home and and it it'll come back to bite them but they'll have an opportunity now with all these home games to to get it right and uh, and they're going to have to take advantage. Chris, why do you think they haven't been able to take advantage of these moments this season? It feels like you know there's been a lot of up, ups and downs with with Sacramento this year. I think it's urgency. Like when they play, like I think about that Clipper game, um, what was it, Sunday, right? That felt like the most urgency that they've played with. Um, and when I say urgency, how that manifests is like physicality on defense, um, getting out to three-point shooters, not not getting burned by, by you know, dribblers to the lane where the defense has to collapse and then you leave shooters out open on the perimeter. Um, I think it's I think it's just kind of an urgency thing. And I think the Kings know that they can score, um, but sometimes, and and I think it's just in the back of their head that, you know, we're going to go on a run here at some point. So, you know, we're, we're going to score at some point. And I think that just the league's too good to have that mindset. You just have to have that, that mindset where you have to bring every minute you're on the floor of, of every game. And Mike Brown talked about it last year. Like, and I've said it to you guys a bunch of times, but I think it's probably the most important thing that Mike Brown said is that, you know, it's easy to go from bad to good. It's really hard to go from good to great. And that's the battle the Kings are fighting right now because going from good to great is about consistency. And he's talked about it with De'Aaron Fox. He's talked about it um, with his roster as a whole. It's just the consistency to play the defense with the intensity and the physicality game in and game out that you need to to win games um, is really been this team's biggest issue. And I, I think it's it's kind of as simple as that. And I don't know what switch you have to flip to to improve that. I think that's one of the more confounding things about this team is that, you know, it's been talked about. The answer is in front of everybody, but but they just haven't really done it on a consistent basis. And until they do, it doesn't it, it feels like this is kind of going to be where they are um, as long as the Western Conference continues to, to be as form formidable as it is. Do you um, what do you feel about this team? Do you think they can get into that top six? Do you think I think they, they will? can. Nah, see, I knew you were going to say that. Do you think they will get into the top six? So I think they will. Um, 
I mean, if they're if they're healthy, uh, that's tough. Uh, I I would need to do a dive on on the rest of the schedule, but I mean, they should. Like they 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 honestly should. They De'Aaron Fox, you know, I think Kevin Herter, uh, he went on the the Point Forward podcast. I was watching that clip before I came on with you guys, saying that De'Aaron Fox is a top three point guard in the league. I, I agree with him. Um, I think you know what Demonis Sabonis brings them offensively is obviously, you know, he's he's one of the most important offensive players in the league when you just look to the value to his team relative to, you know, what the team does and what the team relies on. Um, but, you know, can can you get a consistent stretch from Keegan Murray where he's scoring 20 points a game for weeks on end, right? Can you get a consistent stretch from Malik Monk where, you know, it's, it's 15, 20 points nightly instead of, you know, 25, 30, and then six the next night, right? Like it's... They're, they're just so many players outside of Fox um, just are kind of riding this roller coaster of a season and you haven't gotten all of them sort of firing on all cylinders at once. And and maybe that'll come. And if that comes, the Kings are a really, really hard team to beat um, when they have the full, you know, when you get when you're getting Trey Lyles hitting four threes off the bench and Malik Monk scoring 20 points and running pick and rolls with Domas and you're getting, you know, double digits in the fourth quarter from Fox, like the Kings are just really, really difficult to beat no matter how they're playing defensively. Um, but offensively, it's been a little bit uneven, and, and you have, I would say, three, four, five guys that you can point to that have kind of had roller coaster seasons offensively, and I think that, that's that's a serious issue in terms of how you look at them and in, in terms of getting to the sixth seed. So right now, I would say... Yeah, I, I would lean no, just because of how how thick that grouping is in in the West that, that everyone they're contending with, and you have teams that have won playoff series, um, where the Kings are still trying to find their footing and do that this year. Um, so you know, not to be like Debbie Downer, but I, I just it's hard given given what I saw, and maybe maybe my opinions colored too much by you know the Heat game uh, on Monday and then the Denver game Wednesday. Um, but for right now, I would say it's it's looking difficult. But if they go on a run where they win five straight games, maybe I change my mind. You mentioned Keegan Murray there a minute ago. We talked uh, quite a bit throughout the week um, about Keegan's second year. How would you evaluate? You've been covering this team for two years now. How would you evaluate Keegan Murray's second year? You definitely see flashes of of a, like growth in his game growth and evolution in his game right like last year he was mostly used as as a spot-up shooter and and i think that's one of the transitions that the kings have been making this year is they're relying on keegan to be more of a secondary playmaker to be a driver to use a mid-range game um and the cost of that has kind of been to kevin herter right because kevin herter was getting a lot of dribble handoff stuff a lot of um a lot of pick and rolls with sabonis and now herter is sort of the guy that um, that is on the other end of Keegan Murray getting more opportunities on offense. And that's that's one of the transitions the Kings are going through overall. Um, but I would say Keegan, it, it's the flashes have definitely been there. Um, and he's, his game is far more well-rounded offensively than it was. And, and I think that that all goes back to Summer League. And that was the main top, talking point when, when Keegan was playing really well in Summer League for those two games, three games, whatever it was. But I would say the consistency is the thing, right? Like when when you don't have De'Aaron Fox Wednesday in Denver, you look at the first quarter and you say, oh, Keegan's aggressive. Like maybe if Keegan, you know, if Keegan scores 30 or 40 points here and, and is hot from three, like this, maybe the Kings can make this a game and make up for what they're missing without De'Aaron Fox. 
And then after the the first quarter, it just kind of goes away. And so I think that's that's really the next big challenge for Keegan is how can he adjust when he's the focal point of a team's defense, right? Because Denver's a really, really good defensive team. And they don't really have any weaknesses defensively. We can talk about Jokic a little bit, but he's not he's not the defensive liability he was earlier in his career. Um, but when you're playing a really good team in a high leverage situation, can Keegan Murray be a go-to scorer? Um, because, you know, Mike Brown said it over and over again, that's what the Kings need to take that next step. And you see signs of it, but you haven't seen it. Um, you haven't seen it for any extended period. And I think, I think, you know, Keegan's I, I'm optimistic about Keegan getting there. I just think maybe right now when he's what, 22 years old, it might be tough to get that from him at this point in his career. But next year, the year after that, um, I could definitely see Keegan evolving into that secondary score that pushes the Kings to a different level. Um, because right now, you know, even Sabonis scores plenty, but he's not a guy who can create his own offense when, you know, De'Aaron Fox is taken out of a player. De'Aaron Fox isn't playing. Right. So that's what the Kings need from Keegan. I think he's shown signs of his game evolving and improving, but it hasn't been there to the point that the Kings need it just yet. Last question for me. Do you do you look at this situation with Kevin Herter? And we, we've said a number of different times on here, they need Kevin Herter to do what they want to do. Do you see the relationship or the up and down nature of playing time? And do you see that changing between Kevin and Mike Brown? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think it starts defensively, right? Because it's, it feels like whenever Kevin Herter is taken out of a game and, and just kind of relegated to the bench, it's because he's Mike Brown is going to a better defensive option, whether it's Chris Duarte or, you know, Kessler Edwards even, um, so if Kevin Herter improves his play defensively, that will allow him to get more opportunities to stay on the court. Unlike Wednesday where he had a turnover, he missed a couple free throws. Um, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. And then, you know, sat the, was taken out with eight minutes left in the third quarter and didn't go back into the game. Um, and in part, obviously Mike Brown emptied the bench in the fourth quarter. So that's, that's obviously part yeah. of that, but, um, I, it's tough. I, I think Herter's had one of those difficult seasons where the expectations last year were so high given um, how well he played in spurts and given how important his shooting was to to the offense. And for him to kind of, I don't know if taking a back seat is the right way to put it, but to be on the other side of them saying to Keegan Murray, all right, you're going to take more more offensive responsibility and, and Kevin's going to be more of the spot-up shooter now. Um, he's just a rhythm player and he's struggled to get in rhythm all year. And I think, you know, I think the trade deadline stuff and all the rumors and all the discussion, I, I think that got to him. And, and you know, I haven't heard that specifically, but, to you know, talking to Kevin and have him say this season's been a roller coaster for him emotionally, you know, reading between the lines, that, that's kind of what that's kind of where, where my head goes is that like you're part of, you know, you see your your offensive role um, get get sort of limited after having a really good season last year. You're mentioned in all these trade rumors. They end up keeping you and not dealing you, um, but you're still going to be in all those trade rumors in the offseason, and, and he might see the writing on the wall long-term potentially. Um, but he's very much a rhythm player, and he's talked about how difficult it's been for him to get in a rhythm this year. Um, and, you know, until that changes, and I think for him to get in a rhythm, he's going to have to improve defensively to get those opportunities to play in a rhythm, right? So 
Um, that's that's where I think his focus needs to come because he's the type of shooter who can get hot um, really at any moment. And if he if he really focuses on defense and plays well defensively, then Mike Brown might be willing to stick with him more, and then those shooting numbers could potentially come back up for him. The, 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 real quick, the crazy thing about Mike Brown playing it that way is it almost never works. Yeah, <laughs> like you're like, oh, I'm going to teach him a lesson and go with a better defensive line. Yeah. You don't win, and it doesn't make harder better. Mm-hmm. So what are we really doing? It's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, and it's definitely something you know, Mike. Mike Brown spoke last night um, before the players did. And obviously had I, had I gotten, you know, had I spoken to Herter and then Mike Brown, I would have asked him about that. And and I plan on asking him about it tonight and see, no, I'll see what he says. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, you know, I think when it comes to progression in the NBA, it's never quite linear, right? Like it's easy to look back and see the team, the Kings be a three seed last year and just assume, all right, they're, they're going to be better next year because they're a young team and they'll, they'll have, you know, more time together, but the West got a lot better. And, you know, the Kings have had to deal with some injuries, whether it's Fox or, um, you know, and, and, and other things like it's it's just hard to continuously ride that same trajectory. And and I think the Kings are learning that. And uh, I think ultimately they'll be better for it long term. But right now, I think they're definitely in one of those difficult stretches. To be fair to Herder, it's perfectly OK to be frustrated, mm-hmm. like the season that he's had dating oh, back yeah. the training camp and all yeah. of that stuff like it's but but we said and, and I think our frustration lies with. We said at the trade deadline, or excuse me, not the trade deadline, um, the all-star break. Mm-hmm. One of the most important components to the rest of this stretch, Chris, is they've got a Mike and Kevin, whatever is going on or has been going on, those two need to get on the same page because, mm-hmm. like, Casey, like we need Kevin Herter to be a certain type of player for the Kings to get where they want to go. And now we're, like, three games into this. And Chris is right. The, the context is important. Like, Mike didn't play anyone. He played Domas long enough to get a rebound. Right. He didn't play anyone in the fourth quarter. But it felt like Herter kind of was already out. Right. And yeah. it's like, yeah. nah, this is not what – this. we do not need this. Yeah. Well, what, one of the reasons why Malik Monk works with Mike Brown is because Malik will go right at Mike. Yeah. Right? Like, Malik will go at Mike, and they have enough respect to where – you know, they'll, they might be yelling at each other during a game, but then they'll talk about it afterwards and hammer it out. And and that dynamic is is healthy. And if you talk to Malik about it, he'll say, yeah, I love Mike, but like we'll yell at each other, but it's all good. I don't know that Kevin and Mike have that have that same rapport. And I don't know that Kevin's built that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know if maybe he should yell at Mike or or if he should go at Mike the same way Malik does. I don't know that that's necessarily in his personality. But I, I think that's that's one of the stark stark differences between those two guys is Malik will go right back at you, where Kevin you know might not take to the hard lessons in the in the same way. Great stuff, Chris. We know you got a long night ahead, man. Thanks for carving out uh, a pretty good amount of time with us, man. We really appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Sorry about this uh, hotel Wi-Fi. Oh man, it was great. <laughs> just 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 one little hiccup, nice little reset, and you're back in 4K, man. It was perfect. Perfect, man. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Take Likewise. Care, That's our man, Chris Biederman, right there. Also, you know, we obviously talk Kings basketball there, but uh, 49er fans, make sure you're following Candlestick Chronicles. Uh, they got a great yeah. uh, YouTube page, too. Those guys go they, live once they in a do. while. They do. I told Kyle earlier, I'm, I'm still not there yet. No, it's no, not for, for, It's for, nothing personal. Yeah. I, you know, it still downloads on my uh, Apple podcast, you know, area or the Odyssey yeah. podcast as well, but I, I can't, I'm not there yet. That was a good not catch. There. That was a good catch. You were about to get I our ass. Look, you was about be, to get you was about to get our ass kicked. Hey, 
I ain't got no problem with that. Stacey Kaufman ain't heard D-Lo and KC in, in, in two years, <laughs> but she tuned in the second KC said <laughs> Apple Podcast. I, I ain't got no problem with the Odyssey, uh, Odyssey app. There's nothing wrong with it. Work, it works fine for me. I enjoy yeah, it. I'm putting all my podcasts on there. I'll be having my ears to the street on there. Well, you do have your so ears to the man. street. You too can have your ears to the street if you download the Odyssey app. That's a great way to listen to D-Lo and Casey on 1025 as well. I know Drew yeah. Down does it a lot. Drew Down, we appreciate yeah. you, bro. Um, uh, shout out to Russell. Like Russell doesn't know this. We can see when Russell's calling. Russell's trying to win. <laughs> Russell, I could see uh, when Manny's calling. I know, you know, because you know, depending on what like is on your caller ID, we could see when 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 like the chatty house crew is trying to win tickets. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be damn like I swear Russ is caller number six or you know five or six damn near every day. <laughs> salute to, my, to salute to Russell. I know he's out there uh, listening to us, man. We appreciate you. Um, we're just going to keep going, obviously, uh, Jesse. Um, I wish the Kevin Herter thing was different because I do feel like it's, it's lingering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it's not something that lingers too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it's not something that lingers into tonight. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway from that conversation with Chris Biederman, and I did not catch this in his writing uh, was what he said about the locker room following the Denver game. Mm. That's to me, to as a Kings fan, that's fantastic. Yeah, because sometimes as fans think oh, players don't believe in scheduled losses, mm-hmm. right? Like they don't. Like they believe they can win every game that they go play. Mm-hmm. And the fact that because Domas's remarks did stick out a little bit to me, but I didn't really think anything of it when he said you know I think we could have game planned a little bit better we could have been a little bit more I, he said the top guys I think he was talking about Jamal Murray Jamal Murray had himself a night like he just an incredibly efficient like 30 something points or whatever that he had mm-hmm. the fact that those guys were pissed off in the locker room mm-hmm. hey, that's a win yeah man that's a win in my opinion I, I and you hope it it's a win in that you hope it carries over tonight absolutely and it, it feeds into what we've talked about since probably the Pistons losses, it feels like there's a sense of urgency yeah. with these guys. Yeah, um, I don't think that's gone because they lost to Denver or because no, they lost to. Miami. No, I don't think so either. And to be honest with you, that that like you just said, there's no schedule losses for these players. They go out there, they feel like if they execute a certain way, if they do certain things, that they can win the game. There's no, oh, we don't have Fox or it's a tough game on the road. They're feeling that way. But to be honest with you, it might be in the back of their head, like we've been saying, just get through this game. Get through this game, and our time to make a move will start on Monday because we have the home games coming up. We have um, – really, really, that's what it is. It's not even like, oh, below 500 or whatever. No. It will be at home for most of March. That's going to be our time to make a move. Well, not just that. I mean, beating you—you you, you need wins, mm-hmm. right? But some of the wins are more valuable than others. Mm-hmm. You need to beat Chicago just because of where Chicago's at, and that's tough. It doesn't go well for Sacramento when you say you need to beat somebody. They got the Lakers Wednesday. That's a big game, man. It's it, it it's huge, <laughs> yo. It's huge, and you, you talk about Lakers games, Pelicans games, Suns games, Mavericks games. Mm-hmm. Those games carry a lot of weight right now. Yeah. Does Mike Brown need to figure it out, or does Kevin Herter? Mike Brown. Yes, both. I think both of them need to. I think Mike Brown needs to figure it out. Kevin Herter is doing what 
Kevin Herter does, and, and, I, and well, I don't feel like no, he's not trying. I, 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 you're right, but I disagree to a certain extent because we've seen Kevin Herter, maybe, and maybe he can't do this against everybody. Mm-hmm. We've seen Kevin Herter play. I don't think it's a stretch to say he's played good defense mm-hmm. at points. I'm not going to say at points during the season, but I'll say in games. Like we, we've come in here after games and say, "Hey." Herter was getting after it defensively. Mm-hmm. The efforts there, at least. I don't know what, like, I don't know what, I don't know if triggers is the right word. I don't know what causes that. He's capable, and I don't know if it's a pep talk. I don't, I, you know, Mike has to know what Kevin responds to. Mm-hmm. And whatever button that is, he needs to push it. Yeah. And, and again, it could be the skill set of who he's guarding. Maybe he can't do that against everybody. Uh-huh. But I think there's more players than we're giving him credit for that he could be active with. Shoot, go back to Miami. Mm-hmm. He was one of the guys who was who was active uh, getting deflections. Absolutely, you know, all that other stuff. Absolutely. And 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 the reason why I say Mike more than Herder is because you, have, if you're Mike Brown, you have to know Kevin Herder's. He's he's trying. He works hard, but he, he's just not gonna be able to do that. Every single every single night, and those nights when he doesn't have it, the nights when um, he he's not doing maybe what you want him to do on the defensive end, instead of messing around with his playing time, maybe that's a conversation. Mm. But you've got to be able to you got to be able to take the good with the bad if you're Mike Brown in that situation and say for the greater good, I can't take you out of this game. Mm-hmm. I can't I'm with you. You know, have you playing five minutes in the second half or whatever the case may be. Yep. And we lose. Like that's the whole other thing. That's that's the thing that really gets me. Do whatever you need to do, you know what I mean, to win the game. But too many times he's messed with Kevin Herter's minutes, his production and all this other stuff, and it comes in a loss. Mm-hmm. It's like, well what what is this what is this helping? We accomplish nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're going to Duarte or any of those other guys and it's it's yielding results, then it's a lot more um up to Kevin Herter to be like, hey, if you want to be a part of this, you gotta change your game because we're we're winning here. you know, without without you, if need be. But when you're not, I think that's when Mike has to just be like, All right, well when are we winning? We're winning usually when Kevin Herter's playing well. Yeah. I need to um have a longer leash to let us to try to get to that spot where Kevin Hart is playing well, then essentially we're playing well. It's kind of like a pros and cons thing, or like kind of like what has more of an impact? Because I get Kevin Herter's defense might not be great, but is his offense more impactful than, say, Chris Duarte's defense would be? Because that's why you're subbing him in. Like, what has more of an impact? Like, can you live with Kevin Herter's? Maybe he's not great on defense that night, but he's putting up buckets. And like, what's going to have more of an impact? What's going to help you out more? Herter's buckets. So, I agree, but I also think Mike is kind of hoping Chris Dorte will hit shots. Yeah, but it's like, what, game No, 50? I know. Like, like, I, I know. know. I know what you're saying, I but it's know. like, Mike, but work with us here. Like, no. we're game 55, I and I don't know what's happening. I know, but, like, he hit some shots, you know, and I don't want to call it garbage time. Yeah. He hit some against shots Denver. against Denver, and, like, you, okay, dude can make baskets, yeah. right? But it feels like in those moments where, like, Mike's like, all right, I'm going to go with Dorte. It doesn't like in the second quarter, mm-hmm. in a four-point game. It it doesn't feel like those baskets fall a lot. Like you could probably name the games where it's like, oh, Dorte had a big impact in that game. Not very 
many of them. Well, and to be fair to Duarte, in my opinion, I thought he's he's played well. He's, he's sure. played well since he came back from his ankle injury. That spans five games or something like that, maybe. He's played well. He hasn't played well enough where it's like you need to swap him and Herter's minutes out. Right. You know, he's played well enough to to get a look and to steal some minutes um, during games, but not where it's like, all right, this is the option. Now we got we got Duarte here. Like, we don't need Herter to nah, – nah, nah, nah. I haven't seen that. Well, because you can look at Kevin's numbers too and be like, oh, like, well, he's not putting up – like, producing or whatever. It's like he's not getting the chance. He's getting cut off, like, just instantly. He's that 15-minute mark. Sometimes he'll get to 25 maybe or whatever, but he's not getting an opportunity. Shooters got to shoot the ball. Like, they, in order to get mm-hmm. out of the slump, they got to let the ball fly. Like, and he's yeah. not getting that chance. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. He's not. Uh, Michael says, clearly he, Mike Brown, pushed the wrong buttons from the start of training camp. He put doubt in his head instead of building him up. Players respond differently. And he, Kevin, is not a guy that threats work. Uh, I think Michael's right. Hmm. I think this is, uh, I think the whole Kevin Herter situation has been a bit of a misstep mm-hmm. for Mike Brown this year. I don't fault Mike or Monty or anyone for wanting to see you know, what Chris Duarte can do for you, mm-hmm. I think there had to have been, and I don't know, I'm a dumb radio show host. I, I don't I don't know how, I don't know what that is, but I feel like there had to be a better way than what Mike did. Well, that's the thing. Like You, you could have worked him into the rotation. You could have done virtually anything other than saying, oh, I'm going to start him. Yeah, because everyone, everyone needs to be coached differently in a sense right. where it's like everyone right. responds differently to different things. Like. Mm-hmm. How I respond might be different than Kenny or whatever. Like right. you just got to know that as your coach, what's going to work? Because you could probably still implement like Duarte or like figure it out. But there's a way to do it, like you said. Yeah, Kenny's I'm, the most chill dude. You don't even know what he's responding to. You just like he like takes it all in. Well, yeah, because he's Pause. like Jim from. That's that's. All right, I'm that's sorry. My bad. Like yeah, yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, hold on. That's Wait, who's gosh. Jim? That's no. It's hold on. Not, let me no, get this out the you way. You didn't even catch it. Look at that. Yeah. I just told, I just put my hands in the air. Like, I just I just that's that's on me. Yeah, that's Jim on me. from the office. There's an episode. Say? There's an episode in the office where Pam is like, yeah, you don't really yell, but you, you exclaim. exclaim. Like that's yeah, you. You don't really yeah. yell or anything like that. Well, he got pissed off once, and boy, did things start <laughs> happening after that. That's facts. But poor PDX kind of got lit up on that. Uh, yeah. What are we doing? What's the next move? What yeah. are we doing? Yeah. No, Kenny was not here for the nonsense. <laughs> I almost had one of those moments uh, yesterday morning. <laughs> we were in the other <laughs> So what are we doing here? What, why, does this, why does this happen? It's a Monday meeting used to be some. We'll come back. <laughs> Stealing with Casey. Uh, brought to you by Sky River Casino. Much more Kings coverage ahead here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Uh, oh man! <laughs> yeah, major Friday vibes. These might be this. This might be a different type of Friday vibe. This is like Friday vibes on the night of a big concert. Oh yeah, that's us right there. <laughs> One foot out this door is what I have. David, see, the great part about David, David says, hey, are you guys do some mo? That's not what happened. They walked by and said, hey, do some mo. I looked around like, where are they? Looking around. Wait. And the guy's like turning away from, I was like, is he talking to us? Oh, wait, wait, when did that happen? It happened on the concourse. We were walking the concourse. You all remember that? We were walking the concourse and some dude yells, hey, I do I vaguely some, remember this. Do some mo. And we're like, hey. And we're like looking around. 
And I turn over and I see the guy and he's kind of got his hands up looking at us. And I'm like, you think he like realized after? I don't know. Like maybe that guy's like, wait, maybe he got his, blew it. Maybe he got his podcast mixed. It's just, I don't even know how that happens. Cause like, there's so many questions. Like which one of us is deuce. And then like, more importantly, which one's Morgan? Yeah, well, man, I just, I don't even know how that happened. Can you imagine, dude, just turning on, tunes into Deuce and Mo after every game. Who the hell are these people? Where have the guys been? <laughs> oh, I mean, man. That's, that's literally like me seeing Drake game be like, Jerry Riddle! Hey! What up, my guy? Yeah. No, sir. No, oh, That's terrific. He, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe he had a couple of beverages in his hand. I'm not sure. He was really excited, though. So, Deuce, <laughs> if you're listening, you got a really big fan out there who's not <laughs> quite sure what you look like. All right, let's play a quick game real quick. What's worse? You Deuce with Mo from someone who's a fan of the shows or uh-huh. Colin Casey D'Lo? That is our coworker. <laughs> the coworker. The hallways. Got to be the co-worker. that we walk past. That well, we have sales that we, meetings that about. That we rely on. To yes, help that us we would like here. you to support. Can I? Can I throw in a third party? How about the woman who asked what I do here? <laughs> does, does she work? She roams the halls like she's right there. <laughs> what do you mean? Does she work? She's right there. <laughs> What are you talking about? I didn't know. I didn't know that's who it was <laughs> until now. Right oh man, she's worked here for a while. <laughs> well, to be fair, she said that like her first or second yeah, week. That's uh, about three weeks. Okay, it was about three weeks. I had said hi to her like her first day. Like I walked over and introduced. Like if she turns to her right. She sees me sitting right here. <laughs> she has deal with the computer. Hey, can you let Jonathan know it's working kind of slow? <laughs> Oh, see, the problem with that is, like, uh, th- there's some people that n- now I know, but, like, I had been here for a while, like, in the office for a couple months. I was like, what's that guy again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily my job to know who that guy is and what show he's on. Mm-hmm. It was her job. <laughs> <laughs> I love her to death, by the way. Good She's people. Fantastic. Really good people. Really she good people. She is absolutely And she was, she was a... a for lack of a better term, she was a noob at the time. She was a noob. She was a noob. She was a noob. So, but nothing good. will kick your ego in the balls quicker than a coworker looking at you and going, what do you do here again? <laughs> nothing. I'm on the street team. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name's Joe. Do you need anything? Shout out Joe. That's Joe. my boy. I know. Boy, Joe going to be pulling him tonight. Man. I, I, know, I know Joe's Ooh, excited. Hey, we going to pull more. Joe or, Joe or Lizzie. Leezy. Ah, Leezy don't stop, boy. Leezy don't stop. Yo, Leezy will walk up. And here's the great thing. Like, every 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 uh, baddie in attendance tonight is probably going to be about 40 to 45 years old. And here's going – little Leezy is going to show up with his camera talking about, hey, can you guys say something for 102.5? And he'll – hey, can I get you guys dancing on the video? Hey, can I get you guys dancing – Leezy has no fear. Nah, man. Leezy, get after None. it. None. We was watching Leezy from the stage at uh, 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 T-Pain and Flow Rider. Yeah, yeah. And Leezy just watched. Leezy making his rounds. Got his camera in his hand. He's looking up, looking around. You can see him spot a group. <laughs> yeah, I'm on And that. he makes his way over He's there. He's like uh, Spice Adams at the tree. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
the crazy thing is, hey, tell us why you love dealing with KC so much. Like, I don't even know who, who that is. <laughs> what? Sir, they, yeah, don't worry about it. Just tell us why you love him so much. Sir, they gave me my tickets. Like, I don't know. But, like, fine. Um, and now we know Now we know why he's H-A-L. Yeah. He ain't afraid to talk to nobody. Yeah. yeah. That man was driving a, a, a Tesla truck yesterday. Come on, man. Jasmine, pay for hers. Yeah, Can't even I get need, hers. And Leezy, I, I, I'm going to need mine. Leezy, Leezy just out there riding. I'm going to need mine. That's for sure. Hey, um, real quick. Hey, we got time. Did you, did you see, um, did you see that clip of Andre Iguodala? Iguodala. I, I did not. Did What's you cool? see it, Jesse? I didn't see I the did clip, not. but they're talking funny about Andre Iguodala. Why? <sighs> Should I pull up the clip? Yeah, I don't. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm out the loop. Give me, give me two seconds. You guys, it. go ahead and talk more about coworkers real quick no. while I pull this up. But mm-hmm. I just, I mean, fair or foul is, is is what I would ask. Fair or foul? Because part of me seems like, hey, man, it's fair. It was asked the question. Oh, I saw. The, I saw. I didn't see the video of that, but I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just asked the question. You know, he's got to answer it. He's he's not on a team anymore. You know, he's got to answer the question. So there's that. The other part of me is like, come on, man. You was you was you was you was grinding with this guy. You was grinding with this guy. Let me see. Let me pull up the the share screen real quick. Da 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 da. da. Where we at? Boom boom boom. All right. I think we. We sharing? Oh no! We yeah, no, sharing. you, you, you there? Just I, I, you just put it up on the, put it up, put it up there on we the go. screen. All right. Andre Iguodala was asked by Ryan Wasillo about who uh, he would trust more in the clutch, Kyrie or Steph. Tie game, playoffs. Who are you most scared of? Kyrie Irving is not even close. Whoa! So yes. wait, you're going with Kyrie now over everybody we've talked about. For the last second shot, I'm going with Kyrie. You talking about fear factor at, at, at any given moment or for like that moment, Kyrie. Because I mean, with Steph, I think he's shown at he's proven the teams that you can double him, and if you could just try to get the ball out of his hands, then I guess that's the way to combat him. But with Kyrie, he's just so good. Like he's able to. You can't get the ball out of his hands. Allen Iverson said Kyrie was the best ball handler in NBA history. And I've been told that I was crazy for saying that. But Kyrie, you talk about fear factor. You ask anybody in the league, that's a scary guy to see. Tie game, mm. playoffs. So first fair of all. Fair or foul? First for, first things first, Iggy looks tremendous. He looked phenomenal. He, he, that look, was, he, looks, he looks fantastic yeah, in that. That was, uh, that was a great suit he had on. Are I don't you know okay? Why, I don't know why this thing keeps doing that. <laughs> um, I think it's completely fair. Hmm. I I don't think he said anything egregious at all. I thought, picked I thought Kyrie that, over Steph. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. He's, and then, and then he mentioned like I think Ryan was so was like just anybody. He's like just anybody who would you take? Oh Kyrie. But then he singled out Steph. He's like, yeah, you know Steph, you can get the ball out of his hands. I get it because maybe like he's trying to be a media guy now and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and that's going to drive up more clicks and stuff like that's what they were looking for. But like you. You, that, like, you, that's your guy. Yes, that's your guy. Like, like you could even you could even say maybe you could hedge a little bit. You wouldn't be even on the fence. Be like, yo, Kyrie's crazy, but come on, man, this dude Steph. I had four championships with this guy, man. I, 
I don't know. I, that, I don't know. I don't know. Where's the, where's the loyalty that, at? Well, wait a minute. Where's the loyalty <laughs> wait at? Wait a minute. When it's a business for himself. That's Hulk Hogan stuff right there. When it's a business for himself. <laughs> if he says, Steph Curry is my guy, I won four championships, what he's not answering the question. Just pick Steph, honestly. Oh, you two are little hoes. You don't even want him to answer. I'm just I I don't know how I feel about that. Just something about it seems a little funny. I, I get I where you're coming from. I don't think anything like, wrong with what he said. I get Am where I you're wrong? coming. I know I get where you're coming from, but he I'm just on Casey's side. Like, yeah, it's just we won championships. He, we played on teams. Like, I just I got your back. I'm sorry. Play the beginning of this for me again. Play the very he, beginning. He, maybe I mean, I'm maybe I maybe he, I heard what I wanted to hear. Oh, here we go. Tie game playoffs. Who are you most scared of? Kyrie Irving. Okay, stop. I got you. Okay, 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 okay. I got you. And then he he voluntarily brings up Steph Curry. Run it. Run. Run the. Run it. Well, okay. Wait a minute. Run it again. Let or let play it from right there. Not even close. Whoa. So wait, you're going with Kyrie now over everybody we've talked about for the last second shot. I'm going with Kyrie. You talking about fear factor at 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 any given moment or for like that moment, Kyrie? Because I mean, with Steph. Okay, stop. I think he's shown that. So so this is a so this is a real. Right. Mm-hmm. There's some editing there. There was clearly a conversation about Steph. Mm-hmm. Ryan said over all of the Everybody other guys we, we talked, talked about. about. Yep, yep. So it's he didn't just bring Steph Curry up out of nowhere. They've had conversations about players. Mm-hmm. You're do you see, look at you too. You're doing the internet thing where you take a clip and it's isolated and there, there there's I think the crux of Iguodala's point mm-hmm. is there. There's probably a lot more to it in regards to Steph Curry. I don't think he said anything wrong in that clip. Absolutely nothing at all. Jesse, don't. Why do you hate Kyrie Irving? Well, that's t- the bigger you know, question. That's, that's my boy, Kyrie. But Jesse, just just wait till he's doing an interview with Joe Davison for the sack. Who's beat. the best producer? Chris Verlaine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, look, he's doing an interview with Joe Davison. He'd be like, honestly, I'd take Styles over KC, to be honest with you. It's a tough don't world. Make, don't make me do this. Don't make me do that. Come on, man. I've established on this show on a number of occasions there is no longer a D-Lo show moving forward. Is D-Lo and KC or I'm doing something else with my life? Because when Aaron comes to talk to KC, I mean, you can get the ball out of KC's hands. Style's just a fear factor. This is ridiculous. Go to I don't want no part of this. CSPN 1320. Well, this is a shoot. D-Lo has left me. He said, uh, you guys play too much, and he's out of here. So, just me and Jesse. Just me and Jesse here. All right, real quick, he just walked in. Is Ryan Garcia all right? Wow. Well, I watched that press conference in L.A. yesterday. He didn't seem like he was all right. Now, he tried to say he was uh, hopped up on on coffee. That's what he said. But, yo, that was that was a wild little press conference, man. It really was. Give him was. the benefit of the doubt, but I'm – Watching right now. Can you yeah. really be hopped up on coffee? I don't think so. I don't, like I've never drank a coffee. That's the thing. So I've never drank a coffee. And I'm like, oh my gosh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like, I'm just like I'm maybe awake a tiny bit more, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, but I saw the same thing you saw. I was like, yo, he's he's a little off. He's a little off. He said he he said for sure. I don't do cocaine. Oh, well, he did. He did say that. He made that perfectly well, clear. He said right. I drink and I smoke. I don't do cocaine. So. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, did you see the, the sparring video? With Tank? 
That is the guy. Is this the extended 13th tight. round? Well, you weren't here. Like, just, just come on, dude. It's Friday. All right. Come on, we're just hanging out real quick. Come on. Ain't All nobody, right. ain't nobody beating Tank at one, one thirty to one forty. He's not just power, dude. He's got, he can box. Got the skill now too. He got he's the pound skill. for pound. He's top six, and five. Then, he's better than Haney and those guys. And then, and then uh, Bill Haney wanted to be like, oh, did he show you the video? And when we stopped uh, Tank and made, made him uh, quit, and they gave us our money. Bro, does anybody believe, after seeing that video, does anybody believe Devin Haney at any point stopped Tank Davis? Now, he might have got some hits in. He might have done some good stuff outside of the video. But does anybody believe he stopped Tank Davis? No chance. <laughs> Stop. It was bad. It was the point. It's like, oh, well, let's good stuff by Devin. You need to get knocked out by Tank. All right. <laughs> Somebody said the, the promo for the fight has turned into who got beat worse by Tank. <laughs> Box office. That's the 13th round. <laughs> there you go. Shout out, Jesse. <laughs> what you want to talk about, man? Oh, man. No, no, just make sure everybody's good. <laughs> make sure everybody's good. We good, man. We good. I didn't know if you was coming back. Well, after what you said, it was a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> I could have stayed gone. I can't even exist in this building. I walk by, Kimberly looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> Ma'am, I was just walking back to the studio. That's all I was doing was walking back to the studio. I got you talking about I'm siding with Styles in some fictitious situation. I got Kimberly looking at me like, what? Like, bro, I, I just wanted my green juice. Man. I'm out here on this Friday. Boy. The sun isn't it, out. That's what has everybody on edge. Man, I hope it stays out. I think, too, I've been checking. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either, but it's been supposed Man. to rain all morning, and it really hasn't. It's no. just kind of been raining off and on. Let me see what I'm gonna it's put saying. the I'm gonna put the black jacket on IG it's, so I mean, y'all it's, can it's, see this. It's uh, sixty to seventy percent at, at Showtime. Yeah, I don't know though. The Doppler radar doesn't um, look like there's a lot of rain though. I I, I don't know. So, well, okay. Yeah. I gotta y'all gotta see uh, y'all gotta see D'Lo out here looking like money. No, I'm a. Uh, I'm. I'm. I, I, this is the jacket you haven't seen yet. Mm. Yeah, that's that's just that just went to IG. Make sure you're following us on IG. We're gonna be all over Instagram tonight. Oh yeah, man, it's gonna be a all night. over Instagram tonight. It's gonna be a night. I'm so damn excited for uh, for this R&B show at the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. Shout out to my guy Joe. It's actually happening for the first time. Me and Joe yep. will be in the same place at the same time. Yep. So nobody has to worry about anything. Has to wonder or anything. We are two different people. Good times ahead, man. Good yeah. times ahead for sure. And the league uh, is in good hands. Because that boy Vic is bad. He is. Okay. Sorry. Ooh. Headline. Spurs beat the Thunder last night. Mm-hmm. Sub headline. That boy Vic is bad. Mm. He is legit. He's a problem. He is an absolute problem. And he's getting more and more comfortable by the game, mm-hmm. and yeah. and there there yeah. really is a little something going on with him and Chet. You know what I'm saying? He gets, I like he gets it. Turned. I like it I too. Like I it. love it. Yeah, because Chet's it. good too. Chet, yeah. Chet's not good. Chet's great. Man, when he blocked Chet's jump shot, I was like, oh, <laughs> snap. I, I, think, I said, oh, snap. Like hearing Vic talk to the Spurs fans like after the game and stuff like that. I think he could like take over that face of the league yeah. stuff. Like he could he could play that role. I think it, like he he knows what it takes. It's so funny 
and maybe a bit ridiculous, what one little bad word can do. <laughs> That's all it is. Just one little bad word made, oh, this this dude just like me. He's just like me. Yeah, yeah okay, all right. Because we don't, I don't feel like we know a ton about Victor Wimanyama the person. Mm. Like, we've heard everything about his, you know, about Kareem and growing up and, Stretching routines and prodigy and prehab and all we've heard all about that stuff. Read extensive articles on all of that. But like, who's Victor Wembanyama? Like that's that's what that's that's what we have to learn. That's part of becoming the face of the league, right? Mm-hmm. You establishing your personality. One thing I was not prepared for. Vic is a style guy. Oh yeah. They got Vic. So Louis really Louis in in this 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 Pharrell campaign. They're really leaning into NBA players. Mm-hmm. Like you can't check league fits without that dominant print walking into walking into the stadium. Mm-hmm. You got LeBron as one of their 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 spokespeople, spokesmodels, or whatever you want to call them. Now you got Vic out on billboards outside the arena in San yeah. Antonio. Yeah. Like okay, that I didn't know that. I like this. Now we're 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 getting to we're. we're, we're I can't remember. We're rounding him out as a person. I'm sure that's an <laughs> offense reference, but I can't remember what episode. We're rounding him out as a person. And, yo, so far, I'm all about it. Yeah. I I'm mean, all he, about it. He He's definitely, even when we had that discussion about whether or not he, you know, was the face of the league or can be or whatever, I, I didn't know if he was going to. Never said he can't be. Mm-hmm. He can be. Mm-hmm. Um like you said, he's got a level of charisma to him. He's got the style to him. Um, and to me, I'm still a little old school with it. He's He's got the, the two uh, machines behind him when you talk about now Louie. And now he's got Nike. Mm. And Nike don't really miss. They don't really miss. So between those two and then his game – yeah, he's going to be everywhere. He's going uh, to be everywhere. You won't be able to miss him, obviously, physically, and just on your TV screen. Okay, I had to. I had to look up because I didn't know. I had to look up his agent. I don't know that gentleman's name. I'm gonna or is he from? Is name. he from France or something? I like think that, so. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, his family has had a long time relationship with this individual. Um. That's that's not a name I can even attempt to pronounce, so I'm just gonna. I just wanted to see who it was. Um, Comsport is the agency, and I'm not even familiar with that. But salute, brother's doing a great job, or person's doing a great job, whoever it is, yeah. uh, doing a very very good job. But so the Spurs don't get lumped into the categories of the Wizards in Detroit, despite the fact they're only a few wins better. I'm not saying this to, to to stall out the Kings or to console anyone who's frustrated with the basketball team. Games like that happen. Mm-hmm. The Spurs, who I, I think yesterday were at 11 wins. Yeah. So the now 12 wins San Antonio Spurs, yeah. which is like three games better, four games better than Detroit and Washington, beat the top team in the West. Mm-hmm. Not only beat them, they beat their ass. Yeah, went to work. It happens. It's frustrating. It's frustrating for Oklahoma City because the the Thunder fans are like, hey, yo, we're in a fight for the top seed with Minnesota, and we're losing to San Antonio. 
They're experiencing the same emotions that everybody else does. Point is, I know it's frustrating. It happens. It happens. Man. It's not a great sweeping indictment of the team. It happens. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but it happens. Yeah, and that's it's really what it comes down to, man. And uh, a, a lot of this stuff is really about how you respond. If you respond, um, you know, swinging out of that, uh, like the Kings have done a couple of times when they've lost these type of games, they bounce right back mm-hmm. when the next game get mostly get against the, the Nuggets. <laughs> mostly against the Nuggets. Um, but that's that's what it's going to be about, man. And um, I do know this though; they've even with all that being said, they play the Spurs again. They got to win that game when they play them. They do. They got to win that this game week. Or, it's sorry, Thursday. not this it's week. Thursday. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, it's Bulls Lakers uh, Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they they're going the 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 time. I actually want to go to that game again. I want to see it again. Too. Yeah. I do too. The time for it it happens for the Kings. It's kind of up like that. It some things just shouldn't happen. Thank you. At this point in the season, Rick they can't come to us talking about. You think I want this? It just happened. Mm-hmm. No, fresh, no, 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 no more. Fresh Prince of Bel Air for those that aren't caught up. <laughs> uh, so this got my attention. This is what I assumed uh, he was waiting for. Uh, Cam Newton finally addressed the video. Mm. I assumed we hadn't heard from him because Brody has a podcast. Uh, the podcast dropped. Uh, Cam said he explained that he's disappointed in himself uh, for letting the situation escalate, but he wanted to clarify a few things. I know and knew exactly who that was. They were former coaches uh, under my organization. So he went in. Um, there was a lot of different clips that was going around, kids jumping Cam. Those were grown men. Those were coaches and former coaches. Um, hmm. And he went on to talk a lot more some of this stuff. Uh, I can't read. Um, but he said, we can laugh about it. We can play. And I will always try to bring humor into something that's lighthearted. But this is a serious situation. Hmm. This could have gotten ugly for real. I paraphrase that la- that, la- that last line. Hmm. Um, well, I'll be listening. Yeah, I'll have to check this out. There's one thing really, really, really bugs me about Cam Newton. I think... Sh- I think Shannon Sharp brought this up, but he might have been speaking specifically about that incident mm-hmm. with those coaches. That incident with the fight, well, th- those were coaches. Mm-hmm. There's another video circulating. I don't. It's not. It's just from a different moment with Cam, yeah. where he's talking to a young man. And I, I, he challenges him to something, and I can't remember what it was. But this young man calls Cam Newton a washed-up athlete. Mm. I, bro, you're talking to a Heisman Trophy Rookie of the Year NFL MVP. There's like a, combo, um, a compilation of those videos. Yeah, yeah. Like, who the hell are you talking to? If he didn't get hurt, probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I found that baffling. Mm-hmm. Like, why are people comfortable talking to Cam Newton that way? Maybe it's that he talks back. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that he doesn't, like, turn the other cheek. 
Maybe it's like, oh, you want to go? Like, let's go. He told the kid, I'll pay your mortgage. I'll pay your rent. Let's go right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, what am I going to do going up against a washed-up athlete? Bro, who are you talking to? Right. I find that fascinating because that – and I know I know uh, Unk was talking about Peyton and, and those guys and their, their, um, their, their camp, football yeah. camps and how they don't get disrespected. Why in the world would Cam Newton get respect, disrespected that way? And I'm asking the question, why the hell is Cam Newton getting disrespected, period? Y'all don't know who that man is? Man was the number one pick in the draft. Mm. Did not disappoint. Man won an MVP. That man took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl with a 15-1 and record. Who are you talking to? That man could have won his second MVP the year his shoulder got destroyed. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, go back and look at the numbers. Before that Thursday night game against the Steelers, that man was the MVP of the season. Gets hurt against Carolina, uh, excuse me, gets hurt against Pittsburgh, never the same. Never, essentially, theoretically, ended his career that yeah. night. Yeah. That's upsetting, man. Nah, it really is, man. That's upsetting. And, and like like uh, Shannon said uh, in in the same clip that, you know, we were talking about, you know, these, these kids and uh, people around them, they think it's cute, you know, the culture. They think it's cute. They think it's it's clever, you know, to to say these type of things and be disrespectful on this level, uh, have it go viral and all this other stuff. Like you said, it's not cute. It's not cute. It's a problem. It is highly disrespectful. And, yeah, there's nobody there to check these kids. Like, I, I, I wish Reese or any of the kids that I coach would say something to somebody – the the adult just in general, mm-hmm. but the stature of Cam Newton mm-hmm. when I'm around, nah, it's not going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Respect needs to be shown, and they, they these guys have done things and have been places that you're trying to get to. So you'd be a fool not to embrace being around them mm-hmm. as opposed to disrespecting them. You think you can learn more without Cam Newton than with them? Man, that's a cold. That's a cold world. Can't imagine that. Can't imagine being an aspiring football player or athlete and feeling like I don't need Cam Newton. I have the ability to have Cam Newton on my side, mm. and I don't need him. It's crazy. All right. And, and, the, and the crazy thing right, about man. it is the kid who, who said that and the kids who, who said that in those clips, they're probably not. Yeah. They're they not nah, even you, sniffing you're right. You're where right. Cam Newton you're ended right. up going. They may get right. to college and all this other stuff, and I'm not sneezing on that, but the heights – that that Cam Newton reached, they won't even come close. Won't even come close. That yeah, that's, that's crazy. I, I do want to see what he got to say about those guys because I saw those guys uh, talking. Yeah, they was on talking. The radio show. Yeah, they, they was talking. They didn't say anything. Like, I think they they thought they were gonna like shed light on some stuff to make people like say, oh okay, well I kind of see where you coming. No, I don't see where you coming from at all, dog. There was one. I I didn't I didn't I saw a clip from it, and there was one line that told me I did not need to see this. The line was, it was typical Cam Newton behavior. That right there told me you had an ax to grind, and I have no interest in what you're about to say. There's no typical Cam Newton behavior. All right, man. 
All right, bro. They was running around you miss, uh, you, you, trying to you act like me. victims. Mm-hmm. Like somebody did Looking something. Looking sad. I go, yeah, like, nobody going to talk about how crazy you was talking to us on Saturday and all this other stuff. Bro, there's there's video of you talking crazy. Mm-hmm. You, you aren't very bright in this situation because you wanted to post it on your socials talking crazy about Cam, calling him out of his name, all this other stuff. So let's not act like you just innocent and – can't talking crazy you out of nowhere like stop bro like they 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 did they thought they were getting on there and telling their side of the story and, and giving a little more light to it and they just they they looked even worse and they looked even more like people I'd never want my kids to be around mm-hmm. you guys are supposed to be leaders yep <laughs> and and you guys the victim acting like you're the victim mm-hmm. pointing the finger everything that coaches tell players not to do you sitting up there and doing that when the heat is on you. It's ridiculous. Those guys are embarrassing. Very much so. I derailed us. I apologize. That popped up. And it no, really I didn't know attention. where we were going. Yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> well, at the rate we're going today, we ain't going nowhere. Other than the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium at 7 o'clock tonight. <laughs> you know the Clippers need to get going. Clippers Clippers actually uh, stalled out a little bit. They, you know, good for them. They got the Wizards tonight. Well, <laughs> they got the Wizards on a back to back. They got the Wizards on a second night of a back to back, who are just walking back into crypto tonight uh, after taking on the Lakers last night to take on the Clippers today. Uh, and the Clippers have been a little, a little sketchy over the last ten games. A little sketchy. Uh, I wish you tell the whole story. Paul George, I don't think has played in any of those. He games. hasn't, but. The Clippers have almost locked themselves into the fourth seed, mm. where the Suns and Pelicans and you know Mavericks teams, all those things, they're a, a, given the way that the because I expect the Clippers to regroup in some way, shape, or form and not you know falter too much. Mm-hmm. Those teams are probably a little bit too far behind, mm-hmm. but at the same time, Denver and 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 Minnesota and Oklahoma City, they might be a little too. Far ahead, yeah, they could be the four. Yeah, they could be. essentially what Sacramento was last year when they were locked into the three for so long. Right, right, and and that could actually probably play to. I want to say like you want to get as high as you can in the standings, but if you're locked into the four, you've got home court in the first round. Um, you're going up against a team that has flaws, no matter who it is at five, that you feel that you can beat. And the most important thing for them is probably let's get into the playoffs healthy. That A team like the Clippers, a team like Denver, you know, I don't know if Minnesota and OKC have, have the chops to feel this way yet, but we're talking about the Clippers here. Their goal is let's get there healthy, and then we can win from anywhere, whether we're four, three, six. You know, let's get in the top six, first of all. Let's get there healthy, and it, we're not phased by any of this. So maybe it's it's working out for them okay, you know, where they don't have to push guys like Paul George and Kawhi to, you know, either get into the top six or push them for a one seed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they got their home court, and they can try and get healthy for the playoffs. Denver's got two and a half on L.A. I actually thought it was three. Uh, not a big difference between those two. Optically, it looks a little bit different. Um, I still think two and a half, three, whatever, is probably a little too much for the Clippers to make up given the high quality 
of those teams in front of them. Oklahoma right. City has three on them. Minnesota has four on them. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers have three on Phoenix, who's next. And then it goes three and a half, four, so on and so forth as you move down. Uh, all the way down to the 10th seed where Golden State is. And Golden State's now two back from Sacramento with the Los Angeles Lakers, just a game and a half back. And that's where we were talking about Wednesday's game. I kind of am leaning into something. You repeated it today. You first said it yesterday. And I probably let it slide and should have dove into it a little bit more. I know we discussed it, but I, I think in the end it, it, was a, it was a good line. You 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 said it that yesterday. I just want to get through Denver and Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, I know what you mean. And then I thought more about it last night. I was like, man, I think that's a great point. Just get through these two games because both of those teams are monsters. Mm-hmm. And not that they can't beat Minnesota tonight. I absolutely believe they can, whether De'Aaron Fox is playing or not. But get home. You know, you got the short trip to L.A. on Thursday. You got a back to back coming up next week. Like you've got you've got a tough you got a tough road ahead, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of it is going to be at home. Mm-hmm. Your first, you know, even the even that road game in the middle of the week, it's a it's a quick shot down to L.A. and you're right back. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean it's easy. It's just you're not you're not off to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a great I thought that was a great point. Just Thank get you. through these two games. Yeah. Get get through Denver, get through Minnesota, uh, get back home to the Golden One Center. You have to start taking care of business, regardless of what happens tonight. You've got to start taking care of business. That's the most important thing with this season is what they do with these fifteen home games. You know, if they can, if they can take advantage of that, um, and and like I said, get I said it the other day, ten and five at home. Yeah. Maybe you probably won eleven and four or something at that in those 15 home games. But as, as I talked through it a little bit more today as well, that probably – I'm not saying that was their goal, but if we looked at this thing realistically, looking at the schedule, and just stay in the race, keep your head above water for January and February. That's a long time. That's two months to be like keep your head above water. But do that so you can – you know, so you're not – completely behind the eight ball mm. by the time you get to March, which is when you, that's the time to make your your move. You know, it's like the, um, the, the, the horse and the, the, the jockey in the Kentucky Derby or whatever, where he's not, sounds terrible, but he's not whipping the horse. I'm just, well, that's what they do, right? What is it with you and these references, man? Is that what they do? I mean, it is. You, they, don't, they don't really talk about it either, but it, that is what they do. So is that how you get you know, someone to do what you want? You whip them. Is that what you're saying, Kenny? <laughs> wow, we're one day out of February, Kenny. On. We're one day out of February. <laughs> when, you, when you hit the horse. Okay. <laughs> so, so now we're, we're hitting horses. When you hit the horse. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that in the, in the first quarter of the, the, the track. But when you, I hate that I know what analogy you're trying to make. It really pisses <laughs> when you, me off. When you get past the halfway mark and you're coming up on that last bend, that's when you start hitting the horse. You, I really wish you would work this through in your head before you <laughs> said it out. Maybe, 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 exactly maybe, what happens. Maybe smacking the horse or something. <laughs> this is exactly what happens. That's where the Kings are. They're in their final bend right now with, with 15 home games to go. 
So who? So who's 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 whipping the players, Casey? De'Aaron or Mike? Okay. <laughs> well, I guess as long as it's not Monty. <sighs> Man. <laughs> This feels like a good time for a break. Yeah, Casey's got a lot of animal references. Boy. I'm throwing rats on the table. Shout out, Guru. Shout out, Guru. Rat on the table. Beat dead horses. Kill two birds and one stone. Dog Yeah, we know how the birds feel about this guy. Well, 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 look, man, hey, they're living in harmony right now. I don't do nothing to those birds. I don't do nothing to them. When the weather gets hot, though, they I don't know what they be doing. Well, CJ brings up the great plantation vacation that you took. What? I can't, how can we? Don't, 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 what? You told us I didn't, about it. Yeah. You, I didn't take a vacation on a plantation. I think you told us that story. No, I was on a vacation in the boat that went down the Mississippi River. Oh. My God. Sacramento oh Sports Leader. We'll be back. Oh, man. James Ham's going to join us in just a few minutes. I love James so much. But every time we have days like that, I always think, all right, James is going to be here in fits. All the fun's going to end. James, James reels this in. <laughs> James, James really, James has got three hours worth of work to do to pull this show back together. Well, we did it. It was Wednesday or Monday, whatever. James, your thoughts on the upcoming WrestleMania card? Nope. No. No. No, not going to do it. We got Ramsey on the line, by the way. Oh, let's talk to Ramsey, 916. Is Kenny okay? I, I don't, What's he doing? I don't know where he's at. <laughs> Ramsey, what's going on, man? Not too much. I was like looking like, where Kenny at? I have no but idea. No. Like, he's not even in <laughs> sight. Hey, he might have really just dipped out on us. He really, he, look, he just come walking back in on his phone. Yeah, he's just chilling on his he's phone, just like just texting it. right now. Like, he has no idea. This is a wild yeah. dude. I, I, I just want to, I mean, because it happened yesterday, and I don't, didn't know if we are going to get to talk about it. Where what where do we feel Kate and Clark's gonna land when she gets to the NBA and potentially a number one draft pick with Indiana? I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a nice m- m- mesh if she can mesh with her and Aaliyah Boston on that Indiana team. Yeah, I, I I mean she's gonna be a star. Like Indiana needs to clean it up. Like they they've been bad for too long. Like they they've this this in 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 part of the this is the you know Indiana's kind of living in that Minnesota world where like if you're bad long enough you're gonna get a couple of stars and you can start to you know you can piece it together um I need Indiana to be better they're gonna sell tickets they're gonna be on national television uh they're gonna be box office um Caitlin's gonna be a great WNBA player Mm. she's going to be a great WNBA player but at the same time that first year is gonna be tough Cause they're coming for her, like they, like they, like the Asias, the uh, you could the whole list, mm-hmm. the Kelsey, everybody. They're coming for her. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, Golden Child, mm-hmm. let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, you broke my, you broke my record. Okay, I Kelsey. got you. Yeah, yeah. No, they're gonna be gunning for her, but she's gonna be a great ball player. I just need Indiana to put that squad together, and they shouldn't be a San Antonio. Mm. They shouldn't be in a, a figurative 11 win team next year, 12 win team. 
you know, 60 games into the season, mm-hmm. like the WNBA equivalent. They shouldn't be that. They should be better than that. And they need to work to be better than that heading into free agency. I was listening to it's Bill Simmons. Yes, I was. Yeah, no, of it course was. you were. No, we, we knew. <laughs> Make me sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were having a good uh, conversation because he, he had uh, Chuck Klosterman on there. And they always just kind of talk about, like, big picture stuff. They were talking about women's basketball. And they were just kind of comparing what happened last year to Magic and Larry to a certain degree. Obviously, that was, like, the biggest – I think it's still, like, the biggest viewed basketball the NCAA tournament. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were comparing that moment as that, like, college basketball was huge, those two stars, whatever the case may be. And men's college basketball for a long time was – in some ways bigger than the NBA till till Mike really got cooking, like mm. late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. and then obviously start winning championships and it went dream team, all that. It went to another level. But they they wondered if what happened last year with the finals and the final four just in general, Caitlin, uh, Angel, Juju's coming down, the coaches, Kimoki, Don, uh, Coach K, Gino, all these other people, where that's going to be the dominant college basketball game out, you know, bigger than the men's. Mm-hmm. And in 10 to 12 years, will the WNBA do kind of like what the NBA did after Magic and Bird, where they'll take over as the the dominant women's – the women's college basketball isn't a league, but you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, like – It'll be the mm-hmm. WNBA because I mm-hmm. think even like for three years, it's still going to be college women's college basketball bigger than the WNBA. Mm-hmm. When will that flip? Essentially, is what they were saying. They said it might be ten years from now. Will it ever flip? Hmm. You're asking when the w- WNBA will be bigger than women's college basketball? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I think honestly, I don't know because like I'm getting into it now. Like once Caitlin and. Angel Reese get into the WNBA, I feel like people will be more tapped in and stuff like that because you'll have, well, like, the stars. I feel like. There's always a next, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about women's college basketball, maybe a little bit more so than men's, is there's always a next. And if there's not, like, a next right now, there's a next, like, because you have sophomore, you have freshmen and sophomores and junior, like, you have mm-hmm. players around. And because you have programs, mm-hmm. you have South Carolinas, still to a certain degree have Tennessees and Notre Dames and Stanford's and Dukes and Yukons. And those are, those are, you know, full transparency. Those are Dawn's and Kara's and Geno's and Tara's. Uh, it's not muffin anymore. I, for, I, for, uh, I forgot the Notre Dame's coach's name. I'm, I'm black woman too. It's Ivy's mom. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, I forgot her name now, though. but yes, yeah. it is Jaden Ivy's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Niall Ivy. Okay, thank you. That's it. thank you. Um, that draws, mm-hmm. and if you got eyeballs on it, you'll find a star, mm-hmm. and you'll 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 stay having eyeballs on. You got to catch Don walking up and down the sideline. Yeah, well, Louis Vuitton. Shout out, shout out, Don. <laughs> shout out, Don. <laughs> Don's my girl. I like Don. Don. Except um, obviously, she's a Philly girl, and she. Wraps everything Philly. Philly everything. And 
damn it, when the, the height of me hating the Eagles, here I got to see Don's Instagram. She got her Eagles jersey. I'm like, come Always. on, man. Yep. Come on, man. I ain't and trying to see She coached in a Randall Cunningham jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's, that's my girl, Don Staley. But it's the continuity that women's college basketball will have that men's college basketball does not. And – you know, I, 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 a lot of people like to look at it like the, the talent level. I don't think that. I think people are playing good basketball. I don't know if it's – I'm not here to say it's as good as 15 years ago or not. But, I think this is the best we've ever seen the Well, no, I'm game. talking about men's. Oh, oh, men's. oh. I, I'm not here to say if it's it's better or the same or not. But I still think the kids can play. Those, those, those guys can play basketball. And I, I watch them and I see skill level out there. Uh, but the, they – they lack the continuity with the coaches and with the with the players. Mm-hmm. Every year, it's almost like a new team. Like how – I'm a Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. I probably have watched yeah. Michigan three times this year. First of all, they're not very good. Second of all, I don't know who – I don't know who any of these kids are. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know who any of them are. The last Michigan team that really stayed around, Trey Burke was there for a couple of years. Nick Stauskas was there for a couple of years. Tim Hardaway Jr. was there for like three years. You know, and you would essentially watch these kids grow up. Mm-hmm. And they'll have that at least. So that's the question. Right now, they'll have that in women's basketball. Will it get to a point where Juju or my girl down in Ontario, my little, my little Kyrie Irving-like girl, mm-hmm. is she get to the point where she'll be one and done? No. We don't know that. It, like I don't think it'll in, be that in next, quick in the next ten years. Yeah, no. Why not? I I don't I don't think the the league isn't growing at that rate because there the reason the WNBA has a years requirement. So that's they have a years requirement. They do. That's that's what I'm saying though. So they'll have to keep that. Yeah. And that's what'll help. That's what'll always help the women. I didn't know they had a years requirement. Well, the reason. The, but do you know why they have it? They don't have enough teams? No, their pay structure. Mm. It's like we're not taking a 19-year-old out of college. Mm -hmm. Go get your – we're about to pay you. Now, it's probably upwards. I I don't know what rookie scale contracts are anymore. I know they're – I know all contracts are higher than they used to be, so I'll I'll mess around and say, we're about to pay you in the vicinity of $80,000 to $100,000. Not sneezing at that money whatsoever. That's not what uh, the NBA dudes sign for when you are a 19-year-old signing out of college. Mm-hmm. That's not what that is. They want you in school longer. Now, you also have those three beautiful letters yeah. to Juju. Game changer. And your, 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 your girl in Ontario. Mm-hmm. NIL. Juju probably makes five to $6 million a year. Those girl, those girls at South Carolina, get paid. Mm-hmm. Those girls at UConn, they get paid. So you can make a decent amount of money doing that and getting your education. The that's why you hear a lot about like Pat. This was Pat's the 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 hallmark to Pat Summit's career was always she had a hundred percent graduation rate. Mm-hmm. That was you could talk about. She would all she would t- you could talk about my wins. You could talk about my national championship trophies. The kids who come, these young ladies who come and play with me and stay with me, they're going to graduate. Mm. And her rate was 100% until the day she walked out that door. Mm. It's probably a little bit different now, Mm -hmm. but 
that that's important. They um cuz as you know mo- the, the league hasn't expanded yet. Right. Like you could be a great college player, you ain't you might not go anywhere. Right. Right. The NBA I wish they would find a way to be honest with you to put a age range restriction in. I know it's kind of sacrilegious. Uh, they and I get it. I'm not I I understand it. You're 18 years old, you can go to the army, but you can't go to the NBA. Mm. I get it. Yeah. But with NILs in right now, business-wise, best for business for everybody would be to have these kids stay in school. And I think it would be best for everybody involved now that the kids can get paid. You let them develop their game Mm. to a certain degree. Business-wise with the NBA, you build stars for three years. Part of the reason why – the WNBA is going to be in such a good place and college women's college basketball is in a good place is I know I'm going to see Juju for three years mm-hmm. at SC yep. and I'm going to follow that story. What do, why do we love wrestling so much? The story mm-hmm. a lot of the time yep. college basketball, men's college basketball has no story. It has nothing. It's a little Uzi Vert song. It's just the, it's just there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to get behind it. You could build up. Did you just take a shot at little Uzi Vert in this analogy? That's not a shot, but his songs are just mindless songs. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> he just took a shot at Lil Uzi Vert for no reason. It, 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 You're it, not wrong. It, it just, it's just funny. They're just mindless songs, and his albums are just, it's just mindless noise. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a noise. compilation of mindlessness. That's what college about men's Except college everybody is. with Nicki. That's fire. Uh, well, yeah, the songs are great. I mean, a lot of the songs I like. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't move me. Like the players might be good. Doesn't move me to listen to the album. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to see the whole season. I think having these kids stay in school would allow everybody to benefit Mm -hmm. the players, the college basketball game, the men's college basketball game and the NBA. Mm -hmm. I think everybody in, in everybody's pockets, I think would benefit as well. I don't know. I highly doubt they'll ever get to that point. Um, obviously, the C, the new CBA just signed. It's five or six years right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's no age restriction or age limit or anything like that. But I wish they would. I think it would be good for everybody involved. Uh, Jill sent me the updated numbers for uh, rookies in the WNBA. 77,000 will be um, Caitlin's. Uh, salary next year, $77,000. Of course, because of NIL, and this is another thing that's brand, brand new, because of NIL, she has endorsements that can carry over. Mm-hmm. I heard a rumor regarding, I think it was Caitlin, pardon me, pardon me, thinks it was you. I think it was Caitlin, because mm-hmm. uh, of the conversation we were having. Caitlin is headed to Jordan. Mm-hmm. And she's going to make waves when they make that announcement. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, some of these endorsements that these people sign in college can carry over with them, you know, when they get to the league. Yeah. Um, amazingly, the box office that Caitlin's been, um, Jill says Caitlin uh, has got about nine hundred thousand in endorsements right now. Mm. That's a fraction of what that girl at USC makes. Oh man, a fraction. Oh, now that's USC, that's Los Angeles, that's Southern California, that's Iowa. It's just two very different animals right here. But it, it's it, it 
this is probably a greater conversation about the inequities of NIL and how this is really a bit of a mess across college sports Mm. Um, because you have, figuratively, you have two max players. Mm -hmm. And one, at minimum, is making twice as much as the other. Mm -hmm. But it has nothing to do with the sport that they're playing. And their value to the sport, it has to do with the school that they're at and who's willing to invest in that. And when you're in Southern California and you so got so many very, 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 very wealthy alums, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to be able to get $2 million out the gate. Yep. Yep, that's for sure. And, she, and the crazy thing is it's just going to go up because she, <clears throat> she hasn't disappointed. Yeah, no, She's she everything and then absolutely some is. they said she was going to be. She absolutely is. Uh, speaking of $2 million out the gate, that's about what it cost. Uh, to get James Ham here to join yeah, us at ESPN right. 1320. Right. Just so it was it was about equal to your contract, if I remember well, correctly. Th- what? James, during his negotiation period, said, I want one penny more than Kenny <laughs> Carraway. We were like, all right, James, we got to we gotta do it. Um, so here we are, James I got that Hamm. Jerry Rice deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm always a top paid wide receiver. Always. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's that see James won't get this, but that's the Scott Hall Kevin Nash deal. That's the that's the favored nations deal where isn't, if anyone came to WCW, those two had to be paid more. Isn't that what Bill Russell did with Wilt too? He wanted his deal like a dollar more or something like that. Oh, is that is that a, is that true? I didn't know that. I think that. so. That's tremendous. I love that. That's gonna start negotiating contracts. I want a do- who's the highest paid person here? I want a dollar more than Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, get the, Bye, out, get the hell out of my office. Uh, James Ham with us here. Uh, James, how you feeling about the Kings and Minnesota tonight? Minnesota's a team I really started watching over the last couple of months because um, it was a team played the Kings the first time. Excuse me, when they played the second time at the Golden 1 Center. I wasn't really sure of, like I wasn't clear like what they were. And I'm much, much clearer now about what Minnesota is and what their strong suits are. What do you think about this matchup tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really tough matchup for the Kings. And we always talk about the length and athleticism of some of these teams. That, And this is the, you know, probably the longest team you're going to face. The one difference I think is, I would point out that um, I think they have a, they don't have an advantage over teams like the Clippers or say, I don't know, the Pelicans, is that they lack the physicality that we've seen from some of these teams that really give the Kings fits. So while they are long and super athletic, they aren't a team that really bullies you a bunch. And so I think that that's why it's, you know, they split the season series and it's kind of left a door open. I also, Jade McDaniels didn't play in the first game and that was a big deal. Jade McDaniels is a superb defender and he defends, you know, one through four probably. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he can go out and defend De'Aaron Fox is a big deal. And when he wasn't there, Fox kind of got loose. Uh, the next time out, it wasn't really the same. And so I'd be slightly concerned if, if Fox doesn't play, because that means that Jade McDaniels slides over and plays against Keegan Murray. And that could really damage what the Kings try to do tonight as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a tough matchup, man. It's a tough matchup, and one of the things that we we just kind of talked about, we talked a little bit about yesterday, talked a little bit about this uh, this afternoon, James was between the Denver and Minnesota games. I got the feeling that it's just like, man, just just get past these games. 
you want to win one and all this other stuff. But if you lose both of them, you lose both of them. Just get past them. And then your time to make a move starts when you come back home against Chicago with those 15 games uh, in the final 23 at that point being at home. That's going to be the determining factor of whether or not you can make this this playoff run, get the sixth seed, all this other stuff. Because you really, January and February, in my opinion, were just to stay above water, and now this is the time to make the move. Yeah, I'm with you on there on that. This is one of those games, you know, we looked at this five-game set, and we said, hey, if the Kings can go three and two in this five-game set, that would be amazing because mm-hmm. it's a really difficult set. They win the first two, then they fall apart in the next two, and – you're looking at it like, okay, can they hold on and just make it two and three? The fact that two and three and three and two really isn't that big of a difference when you look at the group of games that they played. You know, when you look at that, you know, they had to beat the Clippers. They had to they had to go in against a, a really good Denver Nuggets team and, and got thumped. So if it ends up that they they lose three games here, I don't think it's the end of the world either. Um, but you got the the Warriors and the Lakers that are now breathing down your neck. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Like the the Kings are already they're in very precarious position when it comes to like the five through six, uh, five through eight grouping, where you're hoping that they would somehow avoid the play-in and it'd be a fifth or a sixth seed. Now that that group of four is looking a lot more like a group of six. Um, you know, the Kings are only a game and a half up on the Lakers, they're two games up on golden state and while yeah they've got a whole bunch of home games coming up and they've got you know maybe a little bit easier schedule it's not an easy schedule like Mm -hmm. their schedule is still really difficult still top 10 most difficult in the nba to finish out but there are winnable games especially i look at this next group of 10 this will tell us whether the kings are going to be a playoff team or not Mm -hmm. pretty much like a playoff like a top six team like, do they have it? Like, the yeah, next 10 games yeah. will tell you if they have a chance to make the top six. Well, yeah, that. but I'd even tell you this. Like, I don't like the Kings' chances against the Lakers or the Warriors in a play-in mm. series, in a play-in game, because it's one game, and they have LeBron James and Steph Curry, and they're going to get star calls, and you're not. And so you're going to have to outright beat those teams if you're going to make it. And that's not very, very easy. That's that's going to be a very, very tall task. If somehow it's Fox. Dallas down there. What's that? We got De'Aaron Fox. Well, yeah, but the officials don't know that yet. Well, that's a good point. Yep, that's a good I point. Mean, yeah, that's a good like, point. That's a good, that's fine. This, that's a good point. This is the NBA. This is, I mean, let's not, let's not act like everything is is on the up and up and easy peasy and, and just straight. I mean, that's not how it's ever called. So those guys are going to get calls and the Kings are going to have to win that game outright. And that's... That's a tough. That's a tough call. So, that's, if I'm the Kings, I'd really like to be the number six seed or the number five seed, so I don't have I, to worry about any of that. I I, I agree with you 100. percent But I also look at. I mean, you got you got to, to play. You know, like if you played, um, just throwing out a team out there, Memphis, you probably wouldn't be able to play bad and win. It don't matter who you play. You got mm-hmm. to play good yeah. and win. And if you play good, yeah. you you should win. So, I want to avoid it regardless i don't want any part of a play-in just because i don't want nothing to do with a play-in i don't want to see steph i don't want to see lebron i don't want to see luca or kd just because they're all great um but you're gonna have to play good regardless of who you play and when you play you got to play good on wednesday when you play the lakers let alone a a play-in so just yeah 
I agree. I agree. And like, but I think to win a play-in, you're going to have to play more than good. Like, if you don't bring an A-plus game, you're going to lose. And that's just, that's the reality. Like, there, there's no other way around it. Like, you've got to play one of your best games of the season. And if you don't, you're you're not going to advance. And that's a, it's a tough pill to swallow because it has, like, huge ramifications. Like, tremendous ramifications. What are the so let's let's go over this because this sucks. So let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. What are the ramifications for the Kings missing the playoffs? Not well, not think... not the not the you know ramifications we're going to work up in our head about the roster, but the actual real ramifications that we know now. Yeah, the real ramifications are that you you draft in 2024, and you have. I mean, it's first of all, it's it's not considered a good draft. So you could say, well, at least they get a draft pick, or maybe they could trade that draft pick. So there's that. Um, but the problem that you have is that you're in the same situation you were this year where your future draft picks are tied up. Mm-hmm. So if the Kings don't make the playoffs, then they draft their own pick in 2024. But that means that their 2025 and 26 are fully tied up, and they can't even trade their 2027 pick. So if you're going to make a trade with somebody, if you're going to, you know, like if you're going to go into a competitive marketplace, the best you can offer is your contracts that you have, the players that you have, but you couldn't really offer anything other than potentially a 2027 first round pick, but that could also become a 2028. And it just limits who and what you can be and what you can, as far as like, a buyer in a, in a very competitive market. And if you, if you somehow don't make, I mean, you do make the playoffs, your 2024 goes to Atlanta. And then on July 1st, you now have 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, and 31. you all of your draft picks to play with all your first round picks. And there is no like encumbered pick going forward. And that's where it becomes a big deal. Hmm. Like, I mean, we want to make the playoffs, man. It, it, for for what for you're trying to, yeah, what you're trying to yeah, build I mean, as a one. franchise that you know you you want to make the make the playoffs because it puts everything on schedule. Gets it gets things off schedule, but we when we was talking with Kyle, I don't know how much it changes if you don't make the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. how how much does it really change? Because like I mentioned, it, the the pick situation and what you could do your flexibility that that changes a bit but we just we talked about earlier if you kings go into the second round this year do you think they're not looking at trying to upgrade at the shooting guard spot and possibly the power forward spot the following year i think i think it's the same situation what you can like how you can get there may be different but the writing's on the wall well yeah but there's a big difference between having you know, upwards of four first round picks to offer somebody versus having like two. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the difference. And it's not just two, it's two, like maybe we can give you a first round pick in three years, but more likely, well, it could be four. That's kind of where you're at. And that's not a good situation to be in. Like you don't have much to offer in in order to change your roster. And, you know, I expect the roster to change too, but, 
Like, look, if, if you don't make the playoffs, I, nothing is off the table. I mean, the Sacramento Kings, the same ownership group, same people who have been here doing stuff for the last 10, 11 years. So, like, I don't know what it would mean, but I do know that, you know, we're hearing today. I, I know, Damien, you saw it on Twitter. I, I, I've been hit up the same way you have. Like, season ticket holders are seeing their season ticket renewals yeah. right now. Yeah. And they're seeing a, a 20% bump for some of the seats. And I don't know if that's across the board. But this team is is charging fans like they did in the playoffs and like they did at the beginning of the season, like they're a championship contender. And that's not exactly going to fly for a whole long time when uh, when you're not producing the way that it, you know, as of right now, that a lot of people expected. And now it's up to Mike to make sure that they do. And De'Aaron and Domas and Kevin yeah. and Harrison and like all Keegan. of them, everyone. Yeah. Everyone in a Kings yeah. uniform. Yeah. It's up to them to start, you know, producing and getting to the point where uh, this team is a, it's a playoff team. Uh, and, and Kenny said a second ago, like they got their work cut out for for them, regardless of what uh, happens tonight. I don't know if you got a chance to hear our conversation with Chris Biederman uh, earlier today. Biederman wasn't super, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. He wasn't super encouraged by the way De'Aaron looked at shoot around. De'Aaron went through shoot around, but he was like, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to judge De'Aaron because De'Aaron already kind of moves a certain way. Um, it's really hard to judge when you're looking for something. And uh, point being, Biederman didn't sound super encouraged uh, with how uh, De'Aaron looked at shoot around today. Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the problem. I would like to tell you we know exactly what, you know, De'Aaron has. Like, right. they're listing it as a knee contusion. But we don't know if it's a bone bruise. We don't know if it's a deep thigh bruise. Like, uh, there is no, like, determination on what exactly this is that he's dealing with. And so my point is, I don't know that there, I don't think that there's anything structurally he can do to, to injure this thing further. But... You know, I don't like saying, oh, it's a pain tolerance issue. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, pain tolerance, like it hurts so bad you can't move. That's that's not a pain tolerance issue. So um, he is wearing a sleeve. Um, he does anytime he does get beat up like this, he always walks very like straight legged. Mm -hmm. And unless he's like in full game mode and like putting mm -hmm. the car in like, you know, fourth gear and like heading to fifth gear. Yeah, that's when you start to see him like kind of move through that like. If not, he is a little stiff. He is. That's just kind of who he is. Straight legged, stiff, very slow. <laughs> very, very slow yeah. when he moves. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think, like, look, De'Aaron's going to want to play. He knows what's at stake here. He knows how good that team is. And and just really the dynamic, if you have Fox, Jaden McDaniels will likely slide out and cover Fox. That means that Keegan Murray is going to have a lot of opportunity. If you don't have Fox it takes away both of them because now Jaden McDaniels is going to be the one who's trying to stop Keegan Murray. And that might be possible where if not, it could be Anthony Edwards. It could be, I don't know, you know, Mike Connolly jr. Whoever it might be that would be defending Keegan. It's not going to be their best defender. And that's, that's a big reason why De'Aaron Fox is so valuable to this team in every game that he always draws the most difficult cover uh, from the other team, and it opens things up for other players. Well, uh, talking to Biederman as well, um, 
Damien brought up a good point earlier where the Kings were a little, they were a little upset uh, after the game on Denver against Denver for a number of different reasons. And Damien and I agree with him, kind of took that as a good sign. It was one of the first times this year we felt like they didn't look at it as like, oh, it's one of 82 or, you know, happens, it's the league or whatever. Seemed like they were pretty upset. And it was a sign to both of us that they understand the urgency of what's going on. Like it's not, it's not okay to lose any game, whether you're playing Detroit or Denver on the road or whatever, to do what we want to do. We have to step it up and, and play every game like it's a playoff game. And that was kind of encouraging to the both of us. You feel the same way about how they reacted to, to losing that Denver game? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think you should be splintering right now. And, you know, I don't love the comments by Kevin Herter because the stats tell a different story. Like, yeah, he wants to be out there more, but like in his 18 minutes, it wasn't good. So um, I I don't think Mike Brown did anything wrong pulling. It was at like the 837 mark of the third quarter. He pulled uh, Davion, Harrison, and Kevin. And then you looked up like three minutes later and the game was like a 28-point game. I mean, it's over. Yeah. And it was already 20 with those guys on the court. So right. it's not like things were going well. Uh, but again, I, if you have an issue, I don't think that that's, that's either the game or the area to really have that discussion with a media member. Um, he was frustrated. To- I'll stall him out a little bit. He was frustrated. He was frustrated with the yeah. way the team's playing. Like I, I'm, not, I'm not excusing it, James. Like I, I understand completely what you're saying. But I'm also – he's frustrated he didn't play. He couldn't help. He's also frustrated they just got their ass kicked. No, I totally agree. And, hey, look, he played 38 minutes a game before that. So it's not like this is like some trend that he's not playing and he wasn't there to save the team. Um, so, But, I, again, I don't want to see that splintering on a two-game road trip and like where you faced the champs who you'd beat three times already that year and, and had a f- full arsenal of players and mm. went at you, mm. you know, that's, that's not where I think you typically would see someone voice our frustration. That's all I was saying Get, because weren't the Kings going for like a, a three game road trip? Uh, well, no, no, a three game win streak or did they already blow the three game win streak? Now all my games are running in together. They were going uh, for a three game win streak when they played Miami. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, like, look. Uh, now they're looking at a three-game losing streak. <laughs> yeah. Boy, yeah. things move fast in the NBA. Well, they moved fast for the Sacramento Kings. This has, like, been their entire season. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how else to describe them. This is they're consistently inconsistent. They are. Um, they are. And I think we're, we're waiting for something that we haven't really seen yet this year. And I think it's that consistency. Whether the consistency starts tonight or it starts on Monday when they take on Chicago, um, you know there's a Chicago game next week. There's also a really, really important Los Angeles Lakers game, and then mm-hmm. there's the San Antonio Spurs who beat the hell out of the Oklahoma City Thunder last night, who really challenged the Kings uh, on HBCU night a couple of Thursdays ago on the second night of a back-to-back. So there's 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 going to be challenges facing this team, but that's that's part of this. You could do the old the old football gimmick, like how many. The Giants come to mind. The, the Steelers. There's a number of teams who, yeah, the playoffs started for them in week 11. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, hey, you want a rallying cry? The playoffs start for you right now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
No, I said that earlier. I said this is a playoff game. Well, I stole your, uh, I stole your, I stole your line, then, James. Oh, there it is, thieving. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were talking about it on the insiders. One of the keys to the game was, show. like, like, look, this is, this is straight up. It's a playoff game. Like that's what position you put yourself in, and like you think, you think you want to if you want to be there, you got to do what it takes to get there. You've got to buckle down. You can't have games where you just completely let go of the rope, which is what we saw the other night. Like, whatever happened there, I mean, they were they were strong for about, like, 14 minutes, and then it was just a disaster. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is a, a Minnesota team that's playing, played really well all season long, but they also, they, they're kind of like the Kings. They haven't really been here. They have, it was like the Kings last year, where the Kings hadn't really been to a third seed. They haven't been up that high in the standings, and you know, decades. And so all of a sudden you're in a different like area where teams are coming after you, but also the, the, like the basketball improves from some teams, the basketball goes downhill from other teams. Uh, lots of teams start resting players and you're one of those teams that is, is trying to do something. And, you know, if you're Minnesota, this is a team you probably want to focus on, they beat you at home, one of the few home games that the, the Timberwolves have lost. But also, it's a team that you could match up in the first round. You know, if, if somehow the Kings do make it in through a play-in and, and they're the eighth spot, Minnesota could be the one. If they're the seventh spot, Minnesota could be the two. So you've got to put a, your best effort out there every time you step on the court, especially against a team that, you know, is going to remember what happens tonight. Uh, so... The streets were saying, James. Streets, you were pretty down on the on the Kings after that Nuggets loss. For those who didn't hear, what specifically after that loss had you feeling like it was a little bit more than just a, a loss or a one game situation? It was indicative of a little bit more, possibly. Um, no, I don't know that 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 that's the case. Like, um, like that. I, I expected them to lose that game. Like I, Damian and I both were on the same page with that game. I expected them to, to get blown out. I don't like the way that some of the players played. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't like some of the, the vibe. I, I mean, certainly the vibe coming out of the game. I don't like at all. Um, I wasn't particularly um, excited to see Demona Sabonis go back in the game late. And while I say that I was, I did appreciate Mike Brown putting Keegan Murray back in the game because I understood that. I didn't understand Domas going back in. Um, yes, you did. We haven't really. Yes, well, I mean, I understood I mean... it. Yeah, but I'm not risking the reason. I mean, in all honesty, the reason why you don't put him out there is because at that point in the game, if the other team is unloading their bench and you're unloading your bench, you now have players on the court that are, you know, G League players or two way players or you know, sort of the back end of your, some young guys that can make mistakes and hurt somebody. Yeah. And one of your young players flew in and, you know, carved up your, your star big man. And uh, he had to go get stitches. Um, As far as like some of the play, like I I wasn't impressed with, with Davion. Um, I, you know, that to, to me again, it's, it has nothing to do with him making shots. When he makes shots. Great. I mean, it's like applaud. Yes. But it's just that he didn't look like he was in the right spots all the time on defense. I mean, on, on offense, I thought defensively he did what he could against Jamal Murray, and Jamal was just too big, too strong, and, and went over the top of him. 
But on the offensive end, he just kept like, if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, if he's not in a pick and roll situation, he's kind of in trouble. And I, I was still surprised by it because, you know, it's not like he didn't know he was, he was going to start. He had a good idea. You know, the Kings know a lot more about whether De'Aaron Fox is playing or not uh, than we do right now. And, you know, so it's not like Davion didn't have an understanding, but he wasn't the only one. Like the, there are other players that struggled in that game that you're just kind of like, look, that was an opportunity and you didn't really take advantage of it. And I feel that that happens too many times where Chris Duarte, I thought did take advantage of the opportunity before he got poked in the eye early. I thought he was good. And then when he came back in the game in the fourth, it's like, okay, one man wrecking crew. That's fine. Um, you know, I, I thought he played better. So um, it's just tough. Again, like we've had this conversation too many times with when it comes to Davion and, and I don't think he's a bad player. I just think it's a, it's a tough fit and they don't, they just don't play his style of basketball. And, uh, you know, that's why I, I think that they kicked the tires on DeLon right at the, at the trade deadline. And they probably should have looked, they should probably should have been more aggressive at that position. We'll come back. Uh, James will tell us more why he hates the Sacramento Kings uh, as we prepare for the Kings and the Timberwolves tonight. That's what a Ramsey, too. It's like, so? (laughs) More with the insider from the insiders, our man James Ham here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Hey, guys. Before we get back into the Kings, um, there's just some things that we have to take care of. Okay. Simple as that. Um I was mentioned on on Twitter by none other none other than our guy Mitch. He said at IMK Diddy, good imitation by Kyle. Great to have fun while my hip is killing me on my first day of retirement. So then Miss Mac Ten says, Happy retirement, Mitch. And Mitch says, Thank you, Sonia. Still waiting on Casey and Damien to wish the same from their big chairs. Happy retirement, Mitch. I, <laughs> yeah, happy retirement, Mitch. Mitch. Like Give him air horns. Give him air horns, man. Mitch. Happy retirement, big dog. It's, it's 6.30 Eastern time. Do you think he's listening? <laughs> well, he sent this 21 minutes ago. Well, maybe he's listening. Poor hey, guy's yeah. on the DL. Happy retirement, Mitch. Poor guy hurt his hip on his Sorry. first day of retirement. I'm not laughing. That's well, that's like the Mitch story, though. Mitch, how's your retirement going? Oh, I blew out my hip my first day. <laughs> no? There you go. I, I, I agree with this sentiment right here from David Jackson. <laughs> Mitch, please. Mitch. Mitch, you, you that guy, man. Hope you're enjoying retirement, man. Enjoying the, the grandson. Uh, all that good stuff, man. Hammer, I think you just looked up the injury report and dates there regarding De'Aaron Fox and Anthony Edwards. No, I'm still waiting for the dated, updated. Oh, the new one hasn't report. dropped. Okay, I got yeah, it, it should have already dropped. But uh, welcome to the NBA. I'm well, guessing De'Aaron's a game time decision, similar to what he was last time. Yeah. Is there is yeah. there a uh, belief, maybe from both you guys, that just if it if it's a game time decision, just don't play him and wait till you get back home on Monday. Give him an extra if he's sore like that. Give him an extra two days or something like that. I don't well, know if I would. Yeah, if I was the Aaron, I'd, I'd leave it up to him. Yeah, if I was the Aaron, yeah. I'd, I'd want to play. Yeah, but that's what I do then. People, you know, you know, but you know how people are no, nowadays. They're like, hey, we'll just give him the extra day. Give him an extra forty-eight hours or something like that. But, yeah, I feel like Fox though. <laughs> no, hmm. I'm gonna play. 
That's, yeah, that's, that's I my mean, opinion. I players know their bodies better better than anyone else. So again, this is a it's a bruise. So if he can play and he feels comfortable, then he'll play. And if not, I don't have any problems with him not playing. I mean, like, look, I I once watched I think Marcus Thornton missed twenty games with the with the deep thigh bruise, mm. just couldn't shake it. And you know, so if it's if it's something like that, maybe. Uh, but you know, either way, he he hit knees pretty good with uh with Hawkes. So, yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess we'll find out when the NBA feels like telling us. <laughs> This is a five o'clock start. What time is it in Minnesota? I think it it's a five o'clock start. It's tonight. a five o'clock. Oh, yeah. It's poor. Uh, I mean, whatever. But poor Chicago Bulls fans and Chicago Bulls. They got to play a nine o'clock game tonight because <laughs> they're the Why? light game on ESPN. They couldn't find a game hmm. west of the Mississippi that they could put in the late game. Oh wow! So they're playing at seven p.m. Pacific in that Chicago. Is bizarre. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah, um, the uh, the injury report just came out, and it's the same. So they're both still questionable. Okay. Well, if De'Aaron yeah. can't play, I say Anthony. That, that's only play. fair. That's 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 only fair. Um, and I assume all indications are it, Domas is fine. Just stitches from the young elbow that shredded his face like to, an old UFC fight. Isn't it on like his forehead? Is he going to have to wear a headband tonight? No, oh, I think it's his cheek. He's going to look like oh, Dusty like Rhodes. Of, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of on his, his cheek. So, um, yeah. I don't – yeah, I think no Domas will be fine. No concussion protocol. <laughs> <laughs> concussion, that, that would be tragic. Um, <laughs> like Mason Jones plays like 13 minutes in one game, gets a tech in another <laughs> – and and cost you Demonis Simonis. I would not not be great. <laughs> um, what's the uh, what do you think the message is for Mike? There's there was rumblings that there was a pretty lengthy film session uh, yesterday. What do you what do you think the message is that he's trying to get across to these guys right now? Huh. I mean, is it at still a certain... defense, defense, defense? No, if I'm him, I mean, at this point, I mean, somebody put out the stats when they score, what is it, 120 or more? Like their their record is really, really good. Like he just got to, whatever the, like the confines you've put on this team to to slow them down or to you know like the to take away who they were last year, just like strip all that down right now. Just go, just go play. Stop thinking. Just start. Just start. You know playing the game instinctively, which is exact, exactly what they did last year. You know, they, it's a read and react offense. Just go out there and, and find yourself. And because even if you lose this game, at least make it a competitive loss, make it a a loss that you feel like you were right there and you could have done something. And so when you walk into this homestand that's coming up and all these home games, you at least have something to build on. And, and some sort of identity to build on. And I'm not saying stop playing defense. What I'm saying is that this team should be in a lot of like high scoring games and they're just not. Mm. And, you know, they need to get the ball out of the basket and get up court. And they, they need to like, they need to get in transition as much as possible. And they need to play with a, a much more uh, like a sense of urgency that we had just haven't seen consistently. And so that's kind of where I would be if I was Mike, um, 
you know, but who knows? I mean, I, I really do feel like they they've kind of made excuses for the fact that that their offense isn't as good as it was last year. And that's what I look at. There aren't any reasons like, you know, there are reasons and there are excuses for me. There, there are only excuses why this offense is not high octane and, and flying all over the place like it was last year and that you need to get back to it. You know, whether it's like more pick and rolls or more DHOs or, or guys just hitting their shots yeah. and they need to figure it out in my book. Yeah. It's, you worry about all that other stuff that you're trying to improve on and all this other stuff. You worry about that in the offseason and next year and maybe with different guys. Right now it's time to get back to basics, almost akin to what happened after the Houston games. Remember when Domas came to practice not wanting to hear anything from Jake and, uh, <laughs> and you know, talked about to have some discussions about the offense. You know, and a lot of people believe that, he, he talked about, hey, let's get back to running the plays that were working last year. It's time to do more of that. Yeah, like get back to what you guys are comfortable with, what you know, and what has been proven to be effective, and write that all the way to the to the end of the season. Yeah, I also they need to start realizing when like when someone's got the hot hand, and. I, I just like all season long, I felt that way that they, they don't know how to ride the hot hand. And we saw it even with this, uh, with, with the Denver loss, man, Keegan Murray was on fire and then you went away from him and maybe he didn't do a good enough job to get open or maybe it was just situational, but at some point it can't be situational anymore. You, you have to actually force feed mm -hmm. and say, look, we, if you don't step up in this moment, we're going to lose this game. And our best path forward is with you. Mm. And so I think that that's something that, you know, we've seen it even with Harrison, you know, Harrison finishes a game like six of eight from the field. That shouldn't happen. You know, if, if you've hit six of eight, you need to hit 10 of 14. You know, that's, that's something that this team doesn't do a good job of recognizing. And maybe it's that other teams are taking some things away but I just feel like this team is slightly predictable and slightly one-dimensional when it comes to the offensive end right now. It's you know a ton of three-point shots. If you're hitting your three-point shots, you got a shot. Uh, but just like we saw in the Denver game, where you know you hit seven of ten in the first quarter, you miss all your all ten in the second quarter, and the game's over. And you just can't be that team. This team was like way too good on the offensive end last year. People forget. They didn't just they weren't just a great three point shooting team. They led the league in two point field goal percentage as well. Mm. And they got to the line a bunch and they hit their free throws. They, these are like who you were as a team. Like the the lack of identity still is still like slightly jarring to me. Who do you hold responsible for them being so predictable on the offensive end? I don't know. Mm. Like I mean, I, I guess it's like certain like they now have a book on you for sure. You know, we talked a little bit of, about like the Miami Heat. You play the Miami Heat, you play them twice a year. So when they throw this wackadoodle, like crazy zone at you that no one else uses, it it can throw you for a loop, especially when you're on the second night of a back to back and you didn't have a big walkthrough to like sit there and kind of figure it out and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, you know, the more you play against that, the better you are against it. And the Kings, uh, they're a team that teams have now played multiple times. They understand what's coming. They understand what Sabonis means to the team and 
what Fox likes to do, their tendencies and, you know, the, you know, the, the DHO that Kevin Herter runs, they're, they're figuring out different ways to defend some of this stuff. But at the same time, I think the Kings have missed like an abnormal amount of open looks. And so I can't just blame it on the, the league figuring you out. There are certain teams that know exactly how to slow down Demontis Sabonis. And, but then you get to most of these other games and they don't. So you, the Kings need to do a better job of moving the ball and, and moving around the court. You know, they're, they're getting stagnant. They, they've got to stop with all that and they have to use tempo, use pace, get out, move. You got a fast team. Yeah. Uh, James, you, you hit the nail on the head with my favorite random stat ever is getting the wide open looks. And they seem to be generating the same uh, amount of wide open looks this year than they had that they did last year. They're just not consistently hitting um, those same looks for whatever reason. And I, I do believe as long as they continue to generate those type of looks, um, you always, you're always going to at least have the opportunity. You know, that's, that's what you ask for. You're going to get those same looks. You're going to have the opportunity to knock them down. Will they knock them down? We'll see, you know, on a consistent basis, we'll see. But the offense is working to some degree if they're able to continue to generate those open looks. No, I think it is. I I mean, maybe it is just that the pe- players need to be more locked in and they need to hit their shots. You know, I, I part of it is that they just aren't as good shooting the three this year. And then, you know, on the defensive end, you know, they're still, they've got things that make them a hot mess all the time. But, um, you know, the, the improvement, the maintain and improve thing, I don't think at this point we can say they've even maintained. We, we've kind of hit a point where, you're looking at them in a different light than you did even last year where, you know, there, there isn't a lot of semblance of the same group and, and the same sort of mentality. So we'll see though, because this is one of those games, you know, Kyle talked about this uh, earlier, the Kings, every time they're up against spots like this, where you kind of just felt like, Oh, well, they're probably going to lose this game. That's when they stepped up and beat teams last year. And it's even when they stepped up and beat teams earlier this year, like, like Minnesota, you know, they lost the two games in a row to New Orleans and they had that six game road trip. And the last game, the six game road trip, we're all thinking, OK, final game, probably going to get thumped by a Timberwolves team that hasn't lost at home. And the Kings went in there and found a way. So if if that's who we see tonight, like the gritty fire back at you, Kings, then that would be a whole lot more like convincing, like heading into this final like 24 games. And I think that's the concern. I mean, you go back to that game in November uh, when they beat the Timberwolves. Darren had 36 in that one. Mm. Man, took a lot of they shots. Played, that was one of the best games they played all year, that that game when they beat Minnesota. They were, they were fantastic on offense and frustrated them on, on the defensive end as well. Yeah, and no Jaden McDaniels in that game. Mm. No... Kevin Herter, no. Who are they missing? I think Keegan. Yeah. There's no Keegan, huh? There's no Keegan. Yeah, Herter started. No. Harrison started. Doma started. Because I'm looking at Duarte. Because there's a big zero in the far right column. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Chris Duarte played 21 minutes, didn't score. I'm like, wait a minute. Kevin Herter played. Who didn't play? <laughs> Keegan was out in that first game against Minnesota. Mm. Hmm. And you got. You got 10 points from – I shouldn't have chuckled the way – you got 10 points from Kessler Edwards in that game. Mm-hmm. 
17 yeah, from, from Domas. You got you got that second unit played really, really well in that game. Yeah, but the King's second unit hasn't played really well in a while. So that's that was that was kind of leading us to the next thing is it's like that's one, you know, a conversation we've had a couple of times this week and, and you know, plenty of people have called in and said it felt like last year team had depth and the depth was performing. Mm-hmm. This year, it feels like I just, I, I, you know, you pull up this past Minnesota game, they went 124-111. There might not be very many games that you can pull up where it looks like you get you get damn near three guys off the bench. I say damn near because Trey had nine. Damn near three guys off the bench having double figures. Yeah, yeah I think the bench scored 45 in that game. Including Kessler yeah, I, Edwards, who may not have played since then. <laughs> I don't even remember the last yeah. time we saw Kessler Edwards. Warriors. I game. need to see Kessler in this game. <laughs> like, uh, in this game tonight, like, he... He is a good matchup because that's the second time they played Minnesota. Jaden McDaniels did play and he got loose. He, he hit the Kings for like 20 points um, and, and was really impactful on the defensive end. So that's a good matchup. I, I also, I like Kessler against uh, like run him out there against cat for a few minutes. That's not bad. Uh, they just have a lot of weird matchups too. Like Nas Reed is a tough guy who, who is going to defend Nas Reed on, on this team. I mean, maybe Trey Lyles, but, I don't know. That's a tough one. Alex Lynn time, baby. Yeah. Carl Anthony Lynn. Towns was four or five from three in that game. Mm. The one they lost. Mm. The one in Minnesota. In that yeah. one. The one in Minnesota, yeah. The one at, in Sacramento, that was that was a frustrating game because they didn't really Kings Kings were below hundred. That was one of their games where yeah. they were below hundred. And they had to like they, they had they had almost a Miami like comeback to get that game to maybe like six well, four minutes to go, and then Minnesota pulled away again. But they, they struggled in that one. Bench had 20 in that one versus, would you say a second ago, James, 40 in the first one? 45. I yeah. think that was the number. Yeah, they had yeah. 20 in this one. Um, another big performance from De'Aaron. Uh, Keegan played really well, triple-double uh, from Domas. And a bad herder game. A really, really bad herder game. 15 minutes. One of seven. Mm. That was in the Sacramento. Sacramento game. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're they're an interesting squad. I, I think again, they don't have Kyle. Well, Kyle Anderson is doubtful tonight. That can be big for the Kings too. Yeah. Kyle Anderson. I, I don't know why Kyle Anderson gives anyone problems. Like I just it's kind of like, you know, going up against a knuckleball pitcher. Actually <laughs> it's I, really incredible. His yeah. shot is really one of the most incredible things in the entire league. It really is. Kyle compared him to Jamie Moyer, the old pitcher, Uh, who pitched till he was like 49 and just like lobbed the ball like the whole time. And you're like, how in the world is this working? And uh, like, that's, yeah, that's exactly what, uh, what Kyle Anderson does. He just like slowly beats you and it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Hmm. I'm hoping they I'm hoping they show up and play well today regardless of who who plays. I was really encouraged and hyped watching the beginning the first quarter and a half on Wednesday and it was pretty deflating <laughs> that it just died. But you know what killed I I was perfectly fine watching that basketball game. Like they're playing well. Mm-hmm. And then I don't I don't remember if it was the TV graphic or the computer. I was like, "Oh, there's 7 of 10 from 3." Okay, well, that's not going to continue. So can they strike a middle point? Mm -hmm. And the emphatic answer was no. We're going to go from white hot 
to ice cold. Mm. And it was one of the, we do this, how, how many times, we, I think we did this, one of the Detroit games, I can't remember which one it was, where I think Detroit started really, really hot in the first quarter. Yeah, the, the one in Detroit. And it was like, this. okay, mm. that's not going to continue. Right. So what? Didn't they score 49? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first. <laughs> so I feel like Denver was like, they're not going to keep doing this. And sure enough, they missed their next like 12. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Uh, according to our friend Chris Biederman, De'Aaron Fox will go through his pregame routine before determining his status tonight with a left knee contusion. Did the same thing on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what, All right. It should be an interesting game. I imagine I, Anthony Edwards is probably doing something similar. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Anthony Edwards' role is it, is it the ankle from the other night? Yes. Yeah, oh, it is. Okay. I'd imagine mm-hmm. he's going through the same thing. Is this their first game back? No, they played a. They played. He played like the next night. They had a back to back. Oh. Okay. And he played. Okay. But I, you know, I guess they were still saying you know questionable. Okay. Hmm. He may have still had some adrenaline <laughs> that so. that ne- that next game. Um. I didn't know they played. The he next doesn't game. really miss games. Yeah, he's I, tough. I, Anthony Edwards. He's missed, I think, three games on the season. It's a good. That's a really good basketball team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's a you know a dumb statement given their record They're at the top of the Western Conference, but I think there were a lot of questions about them entering the year. There were people dissecting their schedule, like, oh, they haven't played any good teams yet. I wasn't even sure who they were when they came to the Golden One Center in December. It was after that game that I was like, you need to pay a little bit more attention to the squad. They're good, man. And, man, uh, the following night they played Memphis, played 40 minutes, 34 points. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is playing tonight. (laughs) Yeah, probably. He's playing tonight. All right, well, like I said, they just got to play good. More importantly, just get past this game. (laughs) Well, get past it. Get past this game. Get a win. Why not? Yeah. Get a win. When, when we come, and you do get an extra day off this weekend. Yeah, so, so that's the other thing. Yeah, they, they 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 have the whole weekend off. You won't miss anything. We'll be back Monday to get you ready for Chicago. When we step out of Memorial Auditorium tonight, I want to see that beam oh, in the sky. Oh, yeah. I want to see that beam in the sky once. Yeah, There's the a lot of out-of-towners me. coming out of here do, for do this uh, concert. When we, I want them to see that, that, that beam in the sky. When we step into the Memorial Auditorium, be pretty damn yeah, close, right? Yeah, pretty close. Be pretty close. Mm. We can start like yeah, being cool. chance. Come on, as we're walking well, in, we've we're, we'll get font, we'll get sued. <laughs> we're not allowed to talk at this concert tonight. <laughs> there are yeah, James. Radio stations across this region hate D'Lo and Casey. You just have to hop on stage. It's sign language or something, I guess. <laughs> oh, we're gonna be on stage. We we just guys don't say anything. We'll give them pictures. You guys can't say anything. That's crazy. They'd be like, you can't say a word. You don't even, what if don't we even just know start, who we are? What like, if we just start yelling without the mics? Does that count? These people <laughs> clown behavior. Very confused with what's happening here. Clown no, they're behavior. scared of us. No, J- well, James, this is what I encourage. James. <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that, that starts at 10 o'clock, too, by the way. That starts at 10 o'clock. Oh, this is, yeah, this is the that ain't, just, that ain't just 12 o'clock. Yeah, that's no. at 10 o'clock. We had a presentation today in class where we went over graphs. And what numbers yeah. mean, and that when people tweet stupid stuff, they're gonna we're gonna start throwing receipts out. <laughs> this James is a receipt, and it's funny because okay, you know what? We ain't doing this. Mm-mm. Nope. No, we ain't doing this. This is how the show started. This is not gonna be how the show ended. 
We're <laughs> headed into a huge night for D'Lo and KC and 102.5. We're headed out to the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. Oh, go ahead, James. Put that on. James, put fedora hands. Hey, oh, yeah. They're going to be fed- playing. Hey, fedora D'Lo's in the house tonight. <laughs> Fedora Delos in the house tonight. Just relax. Let's yeah, have a good, let's have a good Friday. Let's have a good Saturday. That's good what it is. We're going to have a great weekend. And I think we got uh, Kings coverage coming up next. We got mm-hmm. Purple and Black mm-hmm. uh, pregame show on the way. And then we'll be back here on Monday mm-hmm. uh, to get you ready for a huge week yes. of Kings basketball yes. that includes Chicago, the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Another uh, visit from the San Antonio Spurs uh, all during the work week next week. So we have got you covered. Uh, Appreciate you making us a part of your day. Appreciate you making us a part of your week. And we will see you back here Monday beginning at 10 a.m. with the Insiders on Sacramento Sports Leader. I said Sacramento Sports Leader. That's right. ESPN 1320. Vamos Kings light the beam. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.